Willkommen, bienvenue, konnichiwa, ni hao, jumbo, morhaba. It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again, episode 200. No, not 200, <laughs> episode 303 on Sunday, the 5th of November 2023. I'm Phil. I'm Matt. And tonight we're very happy to be joined by Isaac Laser. Lazel. <laughs> how you doing, Isaac? Lazel, hi. Great. How are you guys doing? Very good. good. Very nice to see you, uh, uh, strapping young gentleman that you are, Isaac. You were telling us you are only 20 years old. Mm. Yeah, believe it or not, I am married with a child at and a business at 20 years old. Things have been kind of crazy the last few years. Wow. That's great, so, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I had to get a jump start on life real quick. So, How did you get into all this sort of uh, esoteric business then at such a tender young age? So from a young age, like probably 14, 15, I looked around at the world around me and I didn't start out with the esoteric. I started out with the conspiracy. I was into the first podcast that I ever listened to actually was uh, How Stuff Works podcast called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. And it was just going into a bunch of different information about things I'd never heard of in school. And I was like, why am I not hearing about these things that are much more interesting and make a lot more sense? That than the stuff that's just being shoved down my throat every day. And so I started looking into conspiracies going deeper and deeper and deeper. And a couple of years ago, I came across this um, guy. His name is Ryan Bledsoe. And his father has a um, had a bunch of experiences with these angels and beings of light that have uh, come and uh, um, been around his house and um, came and visited him. He's got thousands of videos and footage of it. And it completely blew my mind. I was uh, grew up as an evangelical Christian and just pretty simple. Like my uh, both my grandparents were pastors of their own churches. I had very strong biblical upbringing, and I saw these things and I was like, "What is that? That's crazy!" And here to come that he ta- explains that they are these angels that are, um, or what the Bible would describe as angels, um, coming down and showing and guiding humanity and. Um, they essentially are the same things as us. Um, if you look at our bodies from a scientific perspective down to the atoms, we are all electrical beings that are made of light. Our cells contain light photons that are powering our whole body, and we have electrical currents running through our bodies at all times. Our bodies are, are made of electrical currents. And so I took this um, technology and I took this information. And I was like, okay, if this is true, then this completely restructures the framework of how I think reality works. So what are the other things that I can learn to help benefit myself and others? 
because I just really didn't trust, like, I don't trust the government corporations, really, that are go- running everything. Everything's just, everything's corrupt. It's just the corrupt government organizations leading us to a path of slavery. And I was like, I don't like that. I was like 15 years old. And I, was, I wasn't vibing with that. So Wow. That's so rare, isn't it? Because mm. let, I'm just thinking back to when I was 20. <laughs> and my life revolved around beer, football... <laughs> No, definitely no drugs and yeah. uh, chasing women. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty accurate summation there. Yeah. yeah. That's what I can remember. You know, from the from sort of puberty onwards. Mm. So it's quite rare that you sort of, you know, hit upon this uh, realisation so early in life. I feel jealous in a way. You've got such a head start on the rest of it. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it is quite the blessing. It also comes with its fallbacks because, like, there's not many other people my age that have any idea about any of this stuff. So it makes friends kind of hard to find. But I, I mean, there is a lot more. On, there, there's, there's all sorts of online ways of sort of connecting oh, totally. with people now. That, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. This community I've found in the last few months of people are so supportive. And everybody's got an open mind and wants to just see what is possible. It's like there's a giant world of the unknown that is just being tapped into now. And every single person's able to explore it on their own for their own and come up with conclusions that nobody else has done before because of their unique, uh, their unique frame set of, my, of reality. Right, yeah. I found it interesting when you're talking about us being sort of energy, energy beings. And mm-hmm. that, I find that quite striking because it seems to me... Like the more we try and reduce matter, what we consider hard, you know, we think of this table as hard. Uh, yeah. But the like the closer we look into it, the more we realize it's almost it's not hard at all. It's just it's sort of potential. It's energy. It's yeah. And then that you split it's, the atom and that's got of, a lot yeah. of weird shit <laughs> in it. It's like none of yeah, it makes which- sense. You're, you're splitting a molecular compound with light photons inside of it and making a massive reaction. Like, that, there's something interesting about that that I don't think is being publicly talked about. But that's, that's, we'll put that to the side. Um, so, yeah, all, we're just made of these light photons. Every single thing is made of this energy that just vibrates at different frequencies. The harder stuff, imagine it's like you have a bunch of compounds packed closer and closer and closer together. And then the more, the further they're packed, the higher they're vibrating, the more they're squishing into each other and everything. And you can imagine yourself being in a big crowd at a concert and how it feels to be like you, that energy, you feel it. You feel the energy. Like people literally say there's like a crowd vibration that you can get into. Like I, it's, it's something very similar. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of that old, I don't know how true it is, but it's like the opera singer when she hits a certain note and a crystal glass Mm -hmm. explodes, like she's hitting the perfect frequency that's holding those particles or molecules of crystal together. Is that the same sort yeah. of idea here? Yeah, similar. Uh, everything uh, has its resonant and That's dissonant what... frequencies. So resonant frequencies are frequencies that um, your whatever the cell is, whatever the thing is that it is, it vibrates out at a harmonious level. And then you have the opposite. You just like the principle of as above, so below. We'll get into that later. But the principle of as above, so below states that you have a positive thing that's helping it. And you also have something called a dissonance frequency, which can cause something to shatter into a million pieces, like a a glass, if you hit it with a certain frequency. Right. And so is this connected to orgone energy? You know, what Wilhelm Reich uh, famously talked about? Yeah, so 
Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll, I've got a little presentation. I'll explain everything as we go. So yeah. uh, we can get started off here if you'd like. Sure. Do you want to pull that first so, slide up? Yeah, totally. So this is my uh, business. Uh, I, I live in Oregon. I have a business called Organite. I, uh, every single thing that I make is infused with orgone energy. I'll get into what this is in a second. Um, these are just my uh, different handles. And then uh, I'll ask a question. What is Organite? Organite is a technology that utilizes the piezoelectricity of, of quartz crystals and the magnetism of metal to create an orgone field to transmit electromagnetic or what are known as scalar waves. Okay. Piezoelectricity uh, produces an electrical sp uh, spark under pressure. So if you have, like, let's say this clear quartz right here. Um, if I were to take this and if I were to squeeze it super, super, super hard, it would create an electrical current inside of it. And when you have a technology called organite, which is a the metals and the crystals uh, infused in a resin uh, mixture. So this is a pyramid right here that I've made. Wow. Um, when you inf so this is a quartz crystal on the top here at the tip, and then this the rest of this is uh, steel shavings. When you cure it in resin, it all condenses and heats up, and this creates a reaction with the metal and with the clear quartz because it almost shrinks it together, and then it, it forces it to be um, uh, like it forces it to be piezoelectric, and then the metal also is able to transmute the energies and stuff. Right, so, so it's so it's it, it by compressing that those those elements with that resin mm -hmm. that that you're saying that the energy that's created it is contained within the pyramid then yes it's contained within the pyramid and creates almost an electrical circuit it is an electrical circuit but the problem with is with electricity and with all these things is people will look at organite and they will say i can't see any electricity coming off this pyramid like <laughs> i can't measure this frequency i can't see it so it obviously isn't there. But here's the thing. We live in, a, in an electrical universe. We're breathing in electrical ions as we take in breaths. We don't notice these subtle energies around us. Mm. There's this technology called scalar waves. Every single thing in the universe is composed of scalar energy. And I'll go into that in a little bit about uh, how that works. Okay. But so I make... Um, Organite pyramids are my most popular item. You can go to the next slide. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw so some So just before pictures. we move on, so you said piezoelectricity. Was that the right word? Yes. So mm -hmm. what's that? I didn't, I didn't, you know, is that basically what you're saying? So, what happens when you compress the, the, the filings with the, the crystal? So specifically piezoelectricity is a, um, it's a property contained in a bunch of different materials, but specifically clear quartz. When you compress clear quartz, if you were to take this clear quartz and smack something on it, it would spark. Right, I see. And that is what the piezoelectricity is. There's metal, there's electricity contained inside of the piece itself. So, so buddy, who do we have on? And they said you got to rub crystal in a bath and yeah, it yeah. comes off it. Ah, you, you do my editing. Ah, um, someone in the so chat. So I, I do know what you're talking about. Right, so okay. if you put a bunch of quartz crystals inside of a bath with a little bit of water, and if you uh, smack the quartz and make it rub around, they yeah. will just light up like a little light show yeah, because yeah. they're all just hitting each other with the electricity, and the water is definitely helping with the conductivity of the electricity, and it's just glow, allowing it to glow. 
Still haven't done that, have you? No, I haven't done it. No, no I've because I've only got one crystal. You see, I've only, <laughs> I need to get another crystal. Yeah, you need yeah. about yeah twenty pounds worth of crystals in Jeez. a bathtub to wow. or something. I don't know. And that's just a rough guess, but like okay. you imagine, like the, all the quartz have to be close to each other and being able to rub against each other and stuff. So yeah. you gotta have quite a bit of them. Anyone who's played guitar uh, will know if you get an acoustic guitar. You can have a piezo pickup fitted to it, oh. and then that picks up the vibrations of the uh, the acoustic right. strings okay. and turn, allows you to amplify the signal. Okay, that's the only w- other time I've heard that word used. Piezo. Right. Okay, but it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Anyway, um, I, th- I, yeah. So these are the pyramids. Um, pyramids are the ideal shape for energy harnessing. Imagining, imagine inside of this pyramid, an energy acts almost like a funnel, going starting at the base and ascending upwards. And you actually, uh, when you're talking about energy mechanics for a pyramid, you'll have 20% of the energy at the base of the pyramid, and it funnels up to about 80% of the energy just about at the tip. So. Um, it you know, is. I can't resist this, Isaac. Right, but um, there are rumors. You know the Great Pyramid of Giza. Mm. There, mm-hmm. are, there are rumors that the capstone of the pyramid could have been made, maybe of gold, or maybe it on was it, made of gold. onyx. Oh, yes. gold, right? And, yes. And like, there's only certain bits of the pyramid, the internal areas of the pyramid, that are accessible. I mean, if there was like loads of sort of steel shavings and. Copper so, and stuff well, in there. there we've been there looking there at is. a giant. I mean, this. It, it, okay, I. This wasn't in my notes, but this is my <laughs> biggest topic of research. So I'm going to talk about it. Your biggest so topic of research. Really know, I love a lot of things, and so no. one of my favorite things is um, finding other practices and incorporating them and making them realize that they're all talking about the same shit. So if you look at a bunch of different things, and one of my favorite things to look at is the Great Pyramids of Giza, because they're giant structures of pyramidal energy that are aligned to true north that are all around our planet. And they just came out of nowhere before we were supposed to exist. I mean, that doesn't make sense, I think. I mean, I don't know. But um, the pyramid is actually a wireless energy transmitter. Um, You have multiple chambers inside of the pyramid that are... uh, also go underneath people say that the pyramid is only five sided you imagine the four sides of the pyramid and then the base but there's actually eight sides to the pyramid the pyramid goes all the way down and if you see this right here this is what's called a merkaba a merkaba is two or two tetrahedral pyramids stacked into each other spiritually this symbolizes your light body actually your light your your light body is the exact geometrical proportions of that Merkaba. And if you get into like super deep uh, meditation sessions, you can do a lot of stuff with that. But um, it's really cool. And sorry, I forgot where it was. Um, The Pyramid of Giza, um, they... There are multiple chambers, and so there's, well, there used to be water running through all of the pyramid. And that water acts similar to the resin as being the natural compound. And when you take the natural, the resin, and then you have a bunch of granite quartz that is to- packed into each other, super, super heavy. I mean, you imagine all the gravitational force of that granite keeping it down. That piezoelectricity I was talking about is all around that pyramid. And it's just packed in there for years and years. And eventually it got the it got went to ruins and they don't understand how it works anymore. And you've had how many 
tens of civilizations and cultures go in and ransack the place, take everything from it. I mean, it, they even went in and painted the other crap on the walls. You don't even know it was originally there and what it was intended for. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it makes you wonder what was going on in that that granite um, casket and what, mm. what they call the king's chamber. Maybe that's where you... Yeah, what they call the king's chamber. Yeah, I, I, it was named yeah. in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was not made in the 19th century, I'm assure you that. <laughs> no. um, I don't even think it was made 6,000 years ago, but we'll go into that. It, it, I think that our timeline needs to be pushed back very, very far. We are constantly finding things that are just don't make sense and given our current timeline i think the the, the species of humanity is much older than we say it is um the idea of evolution is kind of flawed i i am not a fan of charles darwin's theory of evolution i personally i might get some flack for this but i don't think that we were descendants from monkeys i really don't think it's possible they say it's like a 99% dna genetic similarity but we also have like a 95% genetic similarity to a worm or whatever, like any, anything. So like that tiny percentage is terabytes and terabytes and terabytes of data. That's totally different. Like that really made it's just absolutely insane. I don't think chance could make something that intelligent possible. Like it took us a long time to make AI and that didn't start out easy. I mean, it's been tens and 15 years of trying to experiment to create this life form. That's how do we expect just chance to create something as amazing as this? Okay, cool. Let's go back to the, uh, the pyramids. Mm. I was going to say like yeah, uh, totally. when I, you, you sent these, these pictures through uh, earlier mm. And it's like, even if you don't buy the whole energy thing, there's still very nice things. cool things, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. really, I'm really so, impressed with what mm-hmm. they look like. Thank you. Yeah, I absolutely love the shape of it. I, I think it's beautiful. Um, my favorite pyramid I've created personally uh, are these two to the left and the right. The right pyramid is a heart chakra pyramid with a special thing called a rodent coil inside of it. This rodent coil has the exact geometric proportions of the um, vortex mathematics that Nikola Tesla was working on before he um, before things happened. And um, there's also a piece of moldavite at the, at the very tip of the uh, pyramid, which is the most vibrationally powerful crystal that is in existence. And uh, this left one is a seven chakra pyramid. There's actually seven chakra stones inside of the from the base to the tip. And this allows for a um, connect, almost like a connection from uh, for your inner chakras to be able to connect to the chakras of the um, pyramid. And the specific crystals that I have for that are the root chakra starts out with red jasper, and then you have uh, carnelian for your uh, sacral chakra, and then you have your solar plexus chakra, which is tiger's eye, and then malachite for the for the heart chakra. And then you have uh, lapis lazuli for the throat chakra, and then amethyst for the uh, crown chakra. Uh, these all ascend in a Roy G. Biv manner and um, are very powerful. Also, make the energy alignment. Imagine like the energy funneling up through these crystals as it really goes to the tip. And um, it, it, all, it really boosts it. Is there any significance to like size when it comes to these pyramids? Does it matter? Because I've seen online you can get some that quite small, some bigger. I mean, what's does it matter? Uh, the more 
steel and the more quartz uh, you have, it will create more orgum fields. So right. you guys have had people talk about Wilhelm Reich on your channel a lot and um, a few times. And they, Wilhelm Reich created these orgum rooms, which blocked people inside. And there you can do a lot of stuff with it. Um, he also got in prison and by the FDA and was died of a heart attack. And I'm never going to say that something cures a, a disease. But I will say that it helps with your chakra imbalances because you're able to go into a meditative session. You can at, call on higher forces and look into yourself and say, hey, what are these traumatic experiences that I've been bottled up inside of my body? And how am I able to release them? How am I able to take this potential energy that's been gathering up and creating disruptions in my mind and transmute them? And the energy that's given off of the uh, organite pyramids is able to act as like a push on a swing. Uh, letting that just take place easier. Right. And what was the thing you mentioned, the the Rodin coil? How, how do you spell that? R-O-D-I-N. It was invented by a man named Marco Rodin, and it greatly boosts orgone efficiency and um, also has a lot of electrical potentials as well. It has been known to be a free energy device. I haven't done any personal research into it, but there is an electrical current that you can get off of it if you make the wrap the right way. Um, there's a bunch of different types of coils that you can get. Um, I specifically make smaller ones that I can, or I purchase smaller ones that I put into these rodent coils and put into the pyramids. I also have a, we'll see in a minute, I make custom charcuterie boards and cutting boards as well. Um, I had a slide for that. Um, I'll blaze through these couple ones uh, real quick because I have a rodent coil on another page too. Okay, I'll just uh, throw that up. Look at, stay at this. Look at this for a chopping board, Matt. Hey, I wouldn't want to chop anything on it. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah I recommend people don't cut. It's all. I would say use it as a charcuterie board, place some food on it. Ah, right. I recommend people actually put their water and their food on, on top of these boards. I also offer charging plates that oh. are a smaller size that are pure orgone. And when you put water on top of organite, it transmutes the the potential in the water and you can taste the difference. And um, I, I have, I've tasted the difference. I, you can also put an organite pyramid inside of a freezer and freeze water on top of it. And you will see like vortex spiral patterns in the frozen water since it's been like absorbing the energies of the pyramid. Wow. It's quite insane. But these uh, cutting boards, I put shelves or I, I'll do also river boards as well. So imagine like two pieces of uh, live uh, black, like black walnut or something like that in a river of organite inside of the middle of it. So this, these boards have true organite. They, so they will, if you put food on it, it will absorb the orgone energy. That's a, that's a bed of brass shavings right there. And then uh, quartz crystals inside of it and a bunch of she cells, seashells. And these seashells and the organite are very beneficial for the food. Um, oh, no. Not specifically the seashells, but yeah. Now, um, do we have to be careful? And, because I know from, you know, our previous chats in regard to orgone energy, there is a certain thing called dark. Is it dark orgone? D-O-R. D-O-R? Yeah. What's the acronym yeah. stand for? I'm, I'm blanking. It's like, I think it's dark orgone energy. It's something very similar to that. It's, it's, but the thing is, is they, what they say is this DOR is transmitted around us all the time already because orgone is not all, not purely 
from Organite. There are a bunch of ways you can transmit frequencies around to people. And there are a bunch of frequencies that are always transmitted around to people in our air. And I don't have to start talking about it for people to start picking up on what I'm talking about. Mm. But um, these, this Orgone devices are completely able to neutralize that energy and is able to get rid of it. It almost creates a aura of, of safety around your area. And that's what I say larger pyramids are beneficial for. If you want a larger pyramid so you can create a larger safe space for yourself and for the environment around you, you totally can do that. And it's it's better. Or you can just get a bunch of smaller pyramids and place them all around your house. You so, can do a bunch of different things. So does the pyramid act like a shield or a sponge? Does it soak up the bad mm-hmm. energy or does it deflect it? So the most important thing to know is that Wilhelm Reich created, invented orgone energy, but he did not invent organite. He was completely mm-hmm. unaware of organite. Wow. Orgone energy is uh, a layer of fabric or of something, some organic material and steel. That's all you have. No crystals are, are there. And so this uh, fabric and steel would absorb all of the orgone negative, the DOR, it would absorb it. And then it was, a, it was useless eventually because it would just absorb all of it. And then you, it's, a, it's a DOR magnet and everybody else just gets the DOR as well. When you add the quartz crystal, it acts as a transmutational energy, which is able to turn all of that negative DOR into positive scalar wave energy. And it's able to transmit it into the environment around it. Got you. <coughs> uh, scalar, scalar energy. I'm still, yes. I'm still not sure what, what this is about. What's, what's scalar energy? I, I remember, I'll, I'll get into it in a minute. I remember Keith Hunter talking about it when uh, he was talking about those rods in the ocean and the the, oh. the, the holes oh. under the military bases. Right, that's... Uh... And, and I'm sure he brought up scalar waves, right, but okay. I'm, I'm still in the dark on it all. So the thing... Okay, so uh, I'll go to the next uh, slide and then I will talk about scalar energy. Right. Um, so I've got a... Oh, the Bledsoe uh, board, is it? Yes, the Bledsoe board. I made this um, coffee table for uh, oh. Chris Bledsoe uh, and his uh, family. And it's got a rodent coil in the center of it and a seven chakra river running through it. It starts out with the red jasper and moves all the way up through to the amethyst at the top. And in the center, right at the heart chakra, right where the power really is inside of us, is a rodent coil as well which the mathematics of the rodent coil are exactly the same as the mathematics of our bodies in the toroidal shape. Um, imagine our auras spinning in a torrid vortex and everything around us as well is spinning in this same toroidal vortex. Okay. It's just expressing itself in different ways. And it's it, everything in reality is basically um, repeating the same divine mathematics. And when you take this rodent coil and you... Um, you can integrate it into and almost boost your consciousness effect into the area around you, or you can, I I don't, I don't really, I speculative. I, there's a lot of people that know a lot more about this stuff than me. I have a lot of other things that I've done my research into. This is a small thing. That's really cool that I like to show people because you, you really should know about it because nobody, nobody talks about it. There's like a thousand people I know that are, trying to spread the word about this. And there's a potential to completely transform the energetic environment of our world. Wow. Um, so what, what are the sort of polluting, energetic polluting factors that we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis that these, these, these things can help with? So 
you talk about so there are so many different levels or densities of our reality i'll go specifically to the physical what is the what is happening right now on a daily basis that is not good for our environment um you have giant monocropping um stations all over the world that are just polluting our grounds and our soils and also polluting the air around us and just causing super super negative um energies to be put into the uh, soil. And so one of my biggest things that I like to use my pyramids for is for gardening and electroculture. I like to um, tell people that you can put this pyramid inside of a garden and you can see it will greatly boost the health of your plants and it will make it grow faster. This scalar energy is able to boost the health of plants. It's able to be found in subtle ways like you can't see it. You can't see this energy, but you'll, you look around you and everything's changing. Everything's growing faster. And I also make these, um, these pyramids right here. I can put a grounding rod of copper inside of it and stick it into a, um, so into the soil, you have the copper rod going down into the soil and it creates an ether uh, ground for all of the soil system around it. So all of these negative DORs that are in the soil are able to be absorbed into this orgone pyramid and transmuted into positive energies. Wow. Which is really good for the, yeah, it's really cool. It's also really good for like the, um, uh, like atmosphere. You like imagine this energy, this pyramidal energy, just constantly beaming up like a, uh, a laser light into the atmosphere and constantly improving the area around it. I'm interested in, in the, uh, the earthing rods. I can mm -hmm. think of uh, multiple use cases for those. Because yeah, I guess, totally. uh, is that a case of, um, it's more like a focusing effect then, is it? You know, you're getting a direct connection yeah. to something, whereas, you know, pyramids are normally on a table or on a shelf in a room or something so like that. So this, this is something that has been in my mind that I haven't made yet, but I really want to make them. Anybody who wants to order them, be you're welcome to, and we will start experimenting and seeing what happens. But this is based off of the scientific fact of electroculture, which is just usually copper wires that are in a spiral pattern that get stuck straight into the ground, and you can see the area around it just totally boosting growth. And it's almost like it creates an ether ground for all of your plants. And so I'm, I, my idea is combining the pyramid with this grounding rod to boost the energy of the soil itself. Wow. So it's never been done before. Uh, it hasn't even been done yet, but theoretically it should work. And what is there a size, again, is size a factor? Like if you're making a coil, a copper coil, does it have to be mm -hmm. a certain grade of copper? Does it have to be a certain thickness, a certain ratio of turns? There are all these different permutations yeah, that could affect so results. There, there. There's an amazing thing called sacred geometry. <laughs> and there's a lot of there's a lot of really beneficial vibrational patterns that you can use to um, help boost the efficiency. It's almost like you create the right set of uh, numbers and then it's, it's almost like a circuit. It's able to go much more efficiently. But you can do anything. Like it's all, like anything helps. If you just were to probably stick a bunch of copper wires into your ground and not think about it, it'd probably help it because you're still creating that ability. But you can always improve. You can always boost your uh, inventions. You can always make things more powerful, make things more efficient. The, that's the nice thing about humanity is people are always improving. Yeah. I can imagine so, uh, Fibonacci ratios might be a useful thing to try. Yeah, which the Fibonacci ratio is expressed inside of the rodent coils as well, which is a really is cool it? thing. 
Yes. Um, I also theorized that um, I don't know if I, I forgot to tell you about this. The way I heard about you is I heard about you on Mark's podcast and uh, on from my family thinks I'm crazy. And I saw that your title said, I saw a UFO. And I saw, um, and I started listening to it for five minutes or so. And then I had to go back to work and I was um, working outside and I looked up in the sky and I see this like white little beam triangle or beam of light or something that's moving down. And I'm like, hey, my, my buddy over there, I'm like, hey, do you see that? I, I'm like, I'm so confused. And I'm in all in my head. I'm thinking, Phil just said that he saw a UFO for the first time. I've been absolutely fascinated with UFOs my whole life, and I've never seen one before. And then this dude tells me that he saw one for the first time, and then I see one. I'm like, what the heck? That's what, but, that's what Carl Jung would call a synchronicity, I think. It's quite the synchronicity, one of, one of many. Um, but the cool thing is, is that you're, the shape of the UFO that I saw, that you, like Mark had his, uh, the image that was on it, it looks exactly like a rodent coil. And the thing is, is when you harness the fact that also, you've heard of monks before who have been able to achieve levitation through mantras and sounds before, right? Yeah. That is theoretical, but there are videos showing that people can. And I believe that since we have the shape of this toroidal field, if we hit it at the resonant frequency, we're able to make it vibrate to the point where it, it no longer has this weight. And if you take this rodent coil, and if you make it vibrate at a certain frequency, that and it has the right mathematics, theoretically, you can make things levitate. I have seen videos of people making steel balls levitate inside of a Stroden coil before. Right. It's just a different um, it's a, a different mechanism because we can make things, we see things levitate all the time. We can use yeah. uh, good old-fashioned combustion, mm-hmm. you know, like a mm-hmm. Harrier a Harrier jump jet, which is a vertical takeoff landing jet, which can just hover in the sky. We all, we've all had to go at flying kites on a windy day. We can use wind, aerodynamics to make things levitate. But we're just talking about a different mechanism about using frequency, basically, in resonance. Yes, yeah, using frequency. And going back to the Great Pyramids of Giza, um, I personally believe this is how the pyramids were built. Um, I think that if you were to hit these piezoelectric stones, these giant granite blocks, with the right frequency, it's like, what, 60% crystalline inside of it? You can make it vibrate at the correct frequency and probably just lift it with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Mental, That's what I, I I haven't done it myself, but I, I suppose it could happen theoretically. Um, we're going to get into certain the hermetic seven hermetic laws here in a little bit, oh. and in the seven hermetic laws, you are able to kind of tell like if you follow it, you're able to say, "Oh, this totally would work." So let's do that now. Let's do some hermetic. You want to go through the hermetic laws? Yeah. Come okay. On. Yeah. Totally. Um, 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 okay, a couple of things. I'm scrolling through my notes. I, I want to catch on a couple of things first. All right. Scalar energy. Um, so there's this guy named John Hutchinson. In 2010, he uh, went down to the Gulf of Mexico. There was a BP oil spill that was really bad in the ocean. And he came and played this 528 hertz frequency into the water and was able to completely re- revitalize the oil spill. It, like, it makes the oil disappear as that resonant frequency is able to, or dissonant frequency for things that are negative, is able to just completely make things go away, um, which is pretty cool. But um, the seven hermetic laws. Um, the, first seven, the first law of the seven hermetic laws is 
the principle of mentalism. The all is mind. The universe is mental from the Kabbalion. <laughs> yes, the Kabbalion. The, the, so these, uh, some of these are going to be uh, quotes uh, from the Kabbalion, and then I, I go into my little explana- explanations and metaphors into it. The Kabbalion, so, is, that the, is that the one that's the three initiates? Yes, so it's stated right. to be made by the three initiates, by, and it really is just channeling of the Emerald Tablets of Thoth and just yeah. kind of giving a brief synopsis of it. But it's really important information. It's not. It's not exactly like like Hermes Trismegistus did not write this Kabbalion himself. But there is a lot of information that's really important that's contained inside of it. So um, the all is mind. The universe is mental. The information of the whole universe is contained in your mind and in every cell of your body. Your every single cell of your body is created and is uh, mathematically proportioned off this toroidal holographic fractal. So every single cell in your body looks the same as your macrocosm, maybe your the inner, like the your emotional body, your auric field. It has the same mathematical proportions. Then you go up to another macrocosmic level, you have the earth. The earth is the same positive, negative magnetic forces that are flowing all around us, causing all of this to happen. And then you go even further into that, I believe that the whole entire universe is probably this toroidal shape. I think it's the shape of God himself. I think that it's this is the intelligent design that we were designed it by. Um, And then you have the, the, the second principle is the principle of correspondence. As above, so below. As within, so without. The spiritual and the physical mirror themselves in all facets, all reflections of each other. One um, practice that I've put a lot of research into is this thing called biofield tuning. You take the seven chakras in your body and you imagine that all of these chakras are coding regions for you. If you imagine this whole life that you're in is a video game and the seven chakras are different coding sections that determine what happens to you and why like your physical, like if you break your knee or something like that, maybe your chakras are messed up. But um, you... It is a sound therapy practice that utilizes these tuning forks. And you can go into somebody's auric field and you can find energy blockages and literally move them back into place. You can do this through meditation. You can do this through prayer. You can do this through shamanic journeying. You can do this with mushrooms. You can do this with a lot of things. It is a practice that is just about clearing energetic blockages inside of you. The theory of biofield tuning states that when you resolve these energetic blockages, you resolve the physical illnesses and blockages in your body as well. There's a lot of thing, a lot of theories that go to say that when you have an emotional trauma, let's say when you were two year old, your dad left or something like that, um, you will absorb this energetic and emotional negativity, and it'll affect you and how you go on a day to day life. Imagine this negative experience as this blockage that's stored deep inside of you you can't access it and then eventually you're 10 years old you're 20 years old and you're going on and you still have this feeling down here that is subconsciously from when your dad left you when you were two years old but you don't know it you have no idea and it's just like maybe your 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 left ankle has always had an issue and people are able to go into these biofield tuning sessions and have these energies um brought back to the center and um, completely transform their physical and emotional health. It, um, I'd like to play a, a little tuning fork for you if, if, if you'd like. Yeah, go If on. you'd be all right yeah, with it yeah. real quick. 
Okay. So uh, if you were to be in a tuning practice, um, I'm not a biofield tuner. I'm a researcher and student of biofield tuning, and I incorporate the ideas of biofield tuning into my practices and into helping people go through these energetic releases with organite. But I have a bunch, a couple people that I can recommend if you're actually looking for a, like a tuning for class. This is the 528 Hertz, just like the same Hertz frequency that I said cleared up the waters in the BP oil spill. So here you go. Yeah. Ooh. So it sounds just a little something like that. It's and, funny. Uh, when I was you're... just going to say it's funny. Like you, you sort of um, you're hitting on some more of William Wright's William Wright stuff because it's different names for it. It's the same concept, so because he talks so, about exactly. so... armoring, and he was famous for being a psychoanalyst. He used to talk about trauma so... and how your body soaks up that trauma mm-hmm. and develops armoring. You want to talk about synchronicity? I didn't hear about orgonomy until I listened to your podcast a couple weeks ago. On it. I had no idea it existed. Wow. I knew that organite was a thing and I knew about this biofield tuning. I've been spending years researching, but I had no idea that Wilhelm Reich himself created this physical form of massage that also relieves traumatic experiences in people's bodies. And it freaking blew my mind off. I was mm. like, that is quite the synchronicity. Um, and it's yeah, the same exact concepts you'll find in many different practices, the sim- a very similar style to this. Would uh, acupuncture be in a similar sort of vein, do you think? Yeah, you're, you're accessing, you, imagine you're using steel pins and tapping electrical nerve centers to try and make effects happen. Right. From a theoretical standpoint, you're still messing with your electrical body. And it's just causing these things that you don't like. There's been so many reports of people just bursting into tears about traumatic experiences that have happened to them while on the acupuncture table, just because they have no idea why. And it also heals up these traumas inside of them as well. You'll, you'll find this in so many different experiences. I remember I used to go to massage, like, like have like a medical massage. I used to have really bad knee issues and I'm still to this day trying to figure out what these knee issues meant metaphorically, spiritually, why I was being hindered on certain things that were going on in my life. And, but I went through these practices and I would be totally stirred up in my emotions afterwards and not know why, because our physical body harnesses and harbors all of these emotions. And we're, when we're even stretching our body, we're releasing these emotions and not understanding why it is. Our bodies are literally explaining what's wrong with our emotions and with our psyche to us all the time. But it just, it's a matter of opening your ears and listening to it. Cool. Okay, what's the third hermetic principle? Third hermetic principle. I think we were up to three, weren't we? Yeah, the principle of vibration. Nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates. Cells, atoms are all at a molecular level vibrating at different frequencies. I always think in my mind, I imagine the whole world that we live in as a giant bowl of soup. And you have, you have lettuce, you have celery, you have beef, you have broccoli. All these things taste different and they give it defining distinctions in the soup. But then you have the broth. The broth is the ether, in my opinion. You have the – everything is connecting to it. Everything is – all frequencies are molding into each other and creating this mess. And um, I just lost my, lost my train of thought. Soup. Okay, um, everything is a giant bowl of soup. 
um, uh, uh, just different frequencies. You're a different frequency. Your table's a different frequency, but we all exist in the same thing. Right, yeah. yeah. We all exist in the same bowl of soup. But there are things that we can't see in the soup because of the frequency they're resonating at. Exactly. You know, we can't see sound. Yeah, you're, you're, you're only able to perceive like 20 to 2,000 hertz, I think. Something like that. 20, like 20 hertz to 2,000 hertz. 20,000. Out of the like, yeah, 20,000 hertz. Out of all of the millions of hertz ranges that are there. You have terahertz and gigahertz that are doing crazy things. You have microwave radiation that you can't see that, but it's still heating up your microwave burrito. And <laughs> like, it's, you have stuff all around you and scientists are utilizing these things and we don't understand what they're coming from. Like all of these crazy inventions are coming out by using frequencies and vibration at different ways. And it's like transforming our world, but we have no idea why. Because the reason why all these things are happening is hidden from us. Oh, it's so occulted in some way. Yeah, when, uh, when you say secret knowledge. Yeah, when you say hidden from us, that sounds like there's uh, some sort of malevolent. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I won't go into the Bilderbergs and the okay. um, dark occult groups. I mean, I can if you want me to. I totally could. Well, but, I don't. Um, wanna, I don't want to sidetrack you too far. If you've got stuff that you really want to, you know, get over, uh, that's the only thing. That there, so there's a positive and a negative. Everything. If there is a positive light, there has to be a negative force for the light to fight it. Um, unfortunately, that's just the way reality works, and we're going to go into that in a little bit in the Hermetic Laws. So. Um, but so these negative forces have been around for a long time. There have been dark priestly classes since the times of Atlantis that have been trying to hide information from us and keep us suppressed and not let us know the true nature of who we are. Because when you have that power, you're able to detach from the system and stop being so reliant upon it. That's the most terrifying thing for the power structure. If you are able to start taking control over your own body and control of your own mind and break the shackles of slavery that are around it, you're now now you exist in a different reality and they can't control you. So yeah, um, <coughs> excuse me, kind of like uh, Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually I I have a podcast that uh, one episode of a podcast I was working on. It's a little story type um, going called the Shockrix. It's called it's the Matrix, but. Um, you imagine your whole entire experience is uh, these chakras uh, embodying information inside of you, inside of you, and almost acting like if you're in a video game, the things that are happening, the energetic imbalances in your chakras are translating to what's happening to your physical body and your existence, but you don't know it. Just like when you're in a game playing Fortnite, you don't see the codes of ones and zeros behind it. It's in a different frequency. It's at a different level. You're not perceiving it. Right. Yeah. So, so we're limited with our perceptual organs you know unless you, can, yeah. you manage to open that old pineal gland crack that open and then maybe you'll see some shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you certainly can see things um it's it's quite crazy what you're able to do when you start doing this chakra work the really important thing with chakra work is a lot of people start try and start working at the throat chakra and at the third eye chakra because they say oh i want to be able to see everything that i can't see i want to be have knowledge and wisdom but there are five or six other chakras down below it that are providing a foundation for that knowledge and wisdom that if you don't cultivate it and work on these things, then you're going to have a, like, it's almost like a building a super tall building that's really 
really thin instead of a pyramid imagine like a super thin thin building it's not going to be as strong you're not going to have the foundation to be able to sustain these amazing things that are happening so when you go through this what they call root chakra work and sacral chakra work it's really going back and looking at the foundations of who you were as a person and as a human you develop these root chakra tendencies and at the time of birth when you're one to two years old your subconscious mind is the only thing that's aware of it. You don't have any idea of what's affecting you in your conscious mind on a day-to-day basis, but it's still there. If you go back and you, and you pull these things out and strengthen these chakras, you're eventually able to shre- strengthen the throat chakra and the pineal gland even more because you have that foundation of energy that's running into it. Cool. Cool. So is that the, uh, the third uh, principle? So that's vibration, yes. isn't it? Frequency. Yes. And then we have the principle of polarity. Everything is dual. Everything has its pair of opposites. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. You think of anything in this universe, any feeling, any different um, emotion. Uh, Let's say you have confidence. The opposite of confidence is fear, I would say, Um, or And then you have every single emotion, you have like, let's say confidence and fear. They're the same exact idea, but on different scales. It's the positive version of confidence is confidence. The negative version of confidence is fear and maybe mistrust or it's um, not being confident in yourself. But you have these and everything else in existence is in these laws. Um, And then you have uh, the fifth principle, which is the principle of rhythm. Everything flows out and in. The in and out of the breath is something that everything everything is infinitely existing. Reality is reality. Reality exists. Everything flows. Imagine the rhythm in music. Like you're, you're just going through it. Imagine a rhythm of music that just never stops. That's what this flow of life is. I mean, when you die, you, your physical body may end, but you will infinitely exist. And so will everything around you. It just keeps going. Nothing stops. Everything continues to flow. It's funny how these things link up together. So like the last three you've had, frequency, mm-hmm. polarity, and rhythm. It's like they're all interlinked. They're all dual in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, a rhythm has a peak and a trough. It's dual in mm-hmm. nature. And a frequency is the same. It's, it's almost the same as rhythm. You know, it's like... It's this mad shit. <laughs> it, it is mad shit. It really is. my head. What's and the I mean, if it, Sorry, so you. the next one is the, no worries. Uh, the principle of cause and effect. Every effect, every cause has its effect. Chance is but a name for a law not recognized. Your actions always determine your future. And everything that happens is for a reason. Imagine you're dri- driving down the road and a giant boulder falls down from this canyon and hits you and it, um, you're dead. It's a splat. It was really horrible luck that that happened, but it didn't happen for no reason. Slowly, the sediment gave way in that boulder up at the top of the mountain and then it eventually started falling down and then you just so happened to be there when it smashed down. Everything happens for a reason. You just might not be aware of why, of why it happened. When you're starting to um, recognize why things happen, you're able to start changing what does happen. So you're starting to recognize 
these things within yourself, if you're going through this chakra work, you're starting to realize, hey, I'm kind of an asshole for some reason, or I, I do this thing that is not really what I should be doing to those around me. Maybe I don't listen to people and I just talk my, my ears off and don't look around. And maybe that's making it so people aren't actually talking to me and I'm not able to be a good um, friend for somebody or something like that. You realize, oh, maybe this person is kind of an asshole to me because I'm an asshole to them. And if you start changing that perspective and you say, hey, every single thing that I do determines how people react to me. And if I start changing the way that I react to people, maybe my reactions will be better. Yeah. Yeah. It's that level of introspection, isn't it? That we often don't, we don't make time for because we, we're so busy. We don't always mm -hmm. get time to really think about these things and stop for a moment. It's part of the problem, part of the trap that we're in in our lives, isn't it? That we're so consumed with, uh, it might be work or education or pursuing goals and, mm -hmm. you know, material goals, goals that are pretty inconsequential. Um, we don't really have time to stop and really think about how we interact with each other and the world around us and true introspection. Yeah. I suppose this is something like meditation, like something like that could help with if you can get a, totally. a rhythm going of doing that. Meditation is introspection, really. When you're going in and you're being silent and you are allowing yourself to breathe in and out and let what's inside of you start coming to you instead of running away from it. There's a, there's a lot of times that we just keep going in this cycle. Maybe there's this thing that we did two years ago and um, we just keep running away from it and moving on and trying to say, hey, I'm a better person, but I'm never going to look back at that. That's behind me. You're, you're constantly running from it. You're not actually there in, a, in learning the lessons that should be learned. Every single thing negative that happens to you has a positive outcome. You can transmute any negative experience that happens to you and turn yourself into a better person because of it. It just takes finding the time to do that and making that change. Right. This is the concept of spiritual al alchemy, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I, I'm, I, I consider myself an alchemist and a carpenter. Um, so I, I love to go through every single element of alchemy that you can find. Um, almost every single way that you alchemy happens is this concept of transmutation, and it originates in the spiritual form. You can have organite, which is alchemy. Oh, it has the three elements of alchemy to create a transmutational change. But you also can go inside and turn these harsh, negative, energetic blockages into positive energy that flows into you. You literally have an increase in your chi or life force energy and will notice insane differences when you start allowing these things to come to the surface and then letting go of them. Cool. That's excellent. Uh, which pr principle was that? Was that number five? Duality. Six. 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 We're nearly done them already. Yeah. We've got one more. We've got the principle of gender, um, which is... Uh, Trigger warning. Rocky Trigger warning. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I, I do what you want with your body. I'm not going to tell you. But everything in this universe does... Um, have its masculine and feminine principles. You even have, if you just want to not be upset about this and break it down to its electrical, physical meanings, everything has its positive masculine and negative feminine currents that flow all throughout it. That is repeated everywhere in nature. Your bodies have positive and masculine currents flowing through it. A battery has positive masculine or positive negative currents flowing through it. 
the po- like the positive and negative poles, north and south. Everything exhibits this duality of positive and negative or masculine and feminine. That's what the yin-yang symbol is trying to uh, show and what a lot of different symbols in deep esoteric and old religion is trying to translate, but another it just way, gets lost in translation. Another way to describe it be active and passive, wouldn't it, Isaac? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, potential and kinetic, even if you wanted to say that too. Everything has its different ways it can express itself. Just like all of these laws of hermeticism kind of flow into each other because this is very similar to the law of duality. The law of gender is saying there's masculine and feminine. There are two different poles and you either have one end or the other end. And you can harmony, you can get in the middle and balance them and that's when you get the true power and you can translate power to what you want. But um, yeah. Like what? What, what? what powers can I have? Well, so... We are beings made of this scalar energy. There is a lot that can be done. Um, I grew up in a, um, in, in a church setting where people believed that miracles were completely possible. And so uh, they would, uh, I, would, I would be praying over people every single week, praying for them to be healed. And I, I'm going to be honest, I saw a lot of really amazing, incredible stuff purely because of the belief factor that it could be happening. It could be done. And through this higher power of God and Jesus Christ, you were, people were able to be healed. You denied the existence of it, or let's say you, and the funny thing is about this is you have what's known as positive affirmations as well in the community. And it's basically restructuring your mind at a frequency level saying, I am happy, I am wealthy, I am whatever, this positive thing. And you're reframing your body at the frequency level to say, I am this positive vibration. If you keep saying, I'm not good enough, I say, I'm not, I'm not going to make this happen. This isn't going to work. You're putting out into the universe, I'm not going to make this work. This isn't going to happen to me. So you're going to get that back. It's, it's always how it's going to be. But when you put out and say, I command or I affirm this healing in somebody in this name of Jesus Christ or in the name of God, and it's not that's not the only time it happens, too. You, you people can have this miracle type stuff happen in multiple different religions. It's just going through shamanic journeying and saying, I am healed and say and go through these emotional traumatic experiences and rid them from yourself. I saw amazing things happen. And so our bodies are made of this higher dimensional energy that is able to do a lot of cool things, but you have to tap into it. You have to be aware of it. You have to cultivate the chakra system in the light body to be able to make these things happen. Um, there's a lot of talk about DMT, uh, mushrooms and, and these sort of psychedelic compounds and as intriguing as they are, I sometimes worry that they're a bit of a short. They could be a bit of a shortcut, and mm-hmm. that maybe they that are. isn't the best way forward. Maybe. So, if you really have a goal or a um, a set intention when you go into a experience like that, they can be very positive and transformational. But what I really don't like is how uh, the whole entire world is trying to turn mushrooms into a party drug. It's, they're, they're not party drugs. They're, they're, they get you into psychoactive states and tap you into this emotional body that you normally don't have a connection with as much. And so you're going out and then you're 
getting drunk as well and you're partying with people and you're not paying attention to yourself you're you're just doing stupid shit and you're not allowing your body to tell you what it's trying to tell you and that's when people can run into bad trips and stuff like that i am not going to recommend any psychoactive material but if you are to take it if you do for the love of god please set your intentions please don't do it in a party setting Please allow yourself to be alone in absorbing this information that's coming to you. Your body is its own. I, I assume you guys have heard of the name Akashic Record. So yep. your body is this infinite information system that stores everything. And it, you, you can have this traumatic experiences uh, just bundling up. And when you're in this state, maybe in the mushroom kingdom or whatever, um, you can start to receive these messages and start to get these things and they can just come across as bad vibes if you're not interpreting them correctly. You can say, oh, these this demon is trying to attack me. Maybe the, the word for demon actually means at the phonetic level, divided mind. It means that your mind is tearing you apart and is forcing you into these not natural states and is forcing you away from source, from creation, from that real energy. If you transmute this demon inside of you, you can turn it into something positive. That sounds risky. I don't. I don't want to tangle with any demons. <laughs> no, no, no. So the I, I don't recommend any demon interaction either. Uh, but <laughs> so I, I I always recommend you you keep yourself aligned with higher forces with uh, with. Um, with your higher self, you can say, or with God, with this angelic realm of light beings that are always around us. There are different beings there uh, of light. Like uh, people like to say that there's little green men running around in UFOs and crap like that. I, I, I don't give that any much thought. I think that we exist in this frequency soup and there may be other dimensional beings that are of higher level, such as the Nephilim or such as like these fairies or folk folklore or giants or a bunch of different things that have existed. Also these beings of light that are showing up in our skies and showing up to people. And we just have to get these accounts and understand it. Do you think that when people see UFOs or see uh, alien abductions that they are they are projecting what they want to see on the entity? Is that what you're getting at? Like culturally, because you know we've had this explosion since the fifties. Yes, which very uh, you can say synchronistically or um, coincidentally, right after Nikola Tesla died with all of his inventions and the CIA confiscated them, you were seeing UFOs everywhere. And he stated he was able to build a flying machine that a single person could fit in and it would look like your mother's dishwasher. Yeah. And, um, but that's aside from the fact, I think personally that the government confiscated a lot of this ether physics type material and turned it into these uh, scare tactics and tried to weaponize it and make machines out of it. And you may be using it as a ploy or as a psyop to get people to think that there's these little green booger men trying to abduct us and do right. a bunch of stuff. When in reality, there's this angelic realm all around us trying to uplift our consciousness and humanity. But we don't notice it because the government's trying to tell us that there's these beings, these physical things in these metal, metal crafts that are trying to take us and abduct us and send us to Nibiru or something. <laughs> That's a, that's an interesting. I don't I think I've heard this perspective before. You saw it's like a Project Bluebeam uh, Angel yeah, Angel Blue Realm stuff. mashup. 
perspective. I, I haven't heard it either. I, I, there's a lot of different perspectives that I have on reality that I've never heard before because I keep combining things. I'm like, this resonates, this makes sense, yeah. this resonates, this makes sense. There's the problem with the truth community is that there are so many people doing their own research and digging, finding the same stuff, but calling it different things because there's no set standard. There's no, hey, we're going to come together on this Facebook group or this, this thing because it's so suppressed. Everyone has to do their own research and then they say that everything's separate when there's so much similarity between everything. Yeah, plus you've got the, the sort of government sticking their oar in as well when it comes to yeah, controlled yeah, you, and stuff. Yeah, let's take a second to say fuck you, Trudeau, because uh, you just stopped every single person in the in Canada from being able to receive truth online, and that's not a cool vibe. What's Whoa, explain what's, what you're talking about here. Okay, so I am 5 eighths Canadian. I live in Oregon in the United States. Five but my eights. father. How, how do you my, my, <laughs> my mom is a quarter Canadian. My dad's full. So oh, really? I, I am, I, it's, it's a funny thing. But so I, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. I know okay. you guys are the British part. I don't know how the Canada and British stuff works, but I'm just going to say this. I think you're our bitch, basically. You, <laughs> you cannot suppress the truth for very long. You're fighting an uphill battle. You really are. There's more and more that's going to be coming out in the next few years. And it's it's going to be obvious for every single citizen. They're going to see it all around them. And unless you start coming together with us and say, hey, we're going to start looking towards a better future because we know it's possible. We're sorry for everything we've done in the last 10,000 years to suppress the minds of every person. And we're going to start working together for a positive future. That would be amazing. There are so many technologies I haven't even gotten into yet in this podcast that could completely change everything. So, so and what, it's just about. But but what, what's Trudeau done? Is this a recent development? Oh yeah. So he um, uh, Canada Spotify has a specific setting where they will block certain uh, podcasts that are not that misinformation. <laughs> So it's internet censorship. It's complete internet censorship. And this is going through uh, like Instagram stuff too. They're, they kind of completely took control over the internet in Canada, kind of like China. This is why, you know, the podfather was right. Podcasting 2.0. Mm. You need to get, you know, Spotify, no good. These big multinationals, I, I personally no good. love Spotify, but these, but the, yeah, the corporations that are aligning with the government systems that are allowing for this censorship is just not cool. It's it's just media all over again. It's mainstream media is a shill, and um, yeah, but, the, we want to make sure that we keep the independence and the sovereignty in these consumer citizen led podcasts and these uh, social media pages and all of these people that are talking about truth finally we have to make sure we keep that standard and level of respect for each other as far as i understand it rss which is the the protocol that podcasts run on is uncensorable it can't be stopped it's when you go through these certain gatekeepers like spotify or apple or pick your poison, Amazon Music, mm -hmm. that's when individual companies can, under duress from government entities, remove stuff from the internet. But if you just, yeah. as long as you got that RSS feed on an app, and Adam Curry set this up, Podcasting 2.0 apps, uh, the, you can use them anywhere and they will work. You will get the, you will get okay. the... Uh, awesome. But that's the thing, you see, people just use Spotify because it's convenient and all the things they want are in the same place. And mm. sometimes you've got you to do things that are inconvenient 
to secure yeah. your freedoms. <laughs> like exactly. using yeah. cash yeah. would be another example. Yeah, I mean, yeah, talk about money. I mean, uh, you've got Canada completely taking control of the banking systems as well. And cool. that's uh, something social credit store t- social credit score type stuff and plans that are just in the beta stages, in the f- testing phases. And we need to come together as the 99% and say, no, we're not going to be tracked and we're not going to be controlled in what we're spending and what we're doing. It's, it's we, we have the majority and I mean, we ca- can use it. Canadian government demonstrated really well with the trucker protests, just yeah, how exactly. that can be weaponized at, mm-hmm. at the stroke of a pen. You are debanked. You've no access to funds. Yeah. You know, do as we say, and we may, you know, let you have some money to heat your, you know, to fuel your truck up so you don't die of hypothermia. That was mm-hmm. unreal. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was astounded. I, I was absolutely blown away. And I was so disappointed. I mean, I've never been a huge fan of Justin Trudeau, but that was like a a new low. Like it, it's it's showcasing the regime's plans. There really is a um group of people like to call them globalists or the elites or the 1% that have a very negative idea for what our future is going to be. It is um, total, like, um, the, like, what's the word? Um, with mechanical, like, integrating the, um, Techn- the mind with... Technocratic the, or transhuman? Yeah, technic... Transhuman, transhuman. <laughs> they, like, uh, sorry. I know, I know all the buzzwords. <laughs> so that basically... Taking us away from our emotional bodies, com- further disconnecting us from that source. If the more that we connect with this physical world, the less we are tapped into our spiritual nature. Um, we really are completely spiritual beings, just as we are completely physical beings. And the more that we deny that, the more we're going to be punished for it. Um, I've I've heard. Um, Chris Bledsoe, actually, the guy that I was talking about, he um, has had multiple conversations with the beings of light or angels. And one of the things that they stated is that the earth is almost like a, it's designed to purge itself of negative vibrations. So you'll see in history that there are a lot of times that civilizations have gotten really huge and then they'd get corrupt and they, they have a moral downfall while they may have a technological race still. The earth, you'll see in cycles that that the earth just totally wipes out these civilizations after they get bad enough. Like, it's just God's like, fuck you, you weren't in alignment. I'm just going to get rid of you and we're going to make room for the next stage. And I personally think that we're at the crossroads of either entering a giant spiritual awakening or stepping into that same cycle of getting totally destroyed by God and nature because we have not been very good stewards of creation so far. Yeah, well said. Hey Isaac, we've we've blown over an hour already, and uh, what we wow, got, that's crazy. I know we we need to do this again. Um, totally. Is there yeah. um, anything you want to say? Anything you want to leave us with? All the links are in the show notes, by the way. If you want to check out Isaac's website and his face, uh, not Facebook, Instagram, you can follow him there. But I mean, is there anything? Is I don't want to feel like there's you know, we've uh, cut you off when you had something that you really wanted to get off your chest. You know what I mean? So there was one more thing that I really want to talk about. Um, I, there's this technology I've been using called Brown's gas over the last year. Um, it is a molecular form of hydrogen 
which is uh, used in electrolyzing um, process of distilled water and breaks down the molecular water into hydrogen and oxygen. And you can use this hydrogen as a fuel that it it can literally be used as a torch. It can be used to uh, drive a vehicle. There's been a guy that's built a, um, a vehicle powered completely off of this technology called Brown's gas and drove it around the US, the whole entire country. And this thing is possible. And I breathe this gas every day. Um, it is bioavailable to the body, which means that your body absorbs this hydrogen as fuel. And your body is like 70% hydrogen by volume. And it's very, very deficient in it because the only way that we absorb hydrogen in our day-to-day lives is by our food intake and the quality of the food that we are intaking is totally destroyed and the gut bacteria inside of your body um that processes this hydrogen gets torn down by antibiotics that are given to you through your life so the whole entire medical system just fucks your abdominal system with these um uh with the antibiotics and kills these bacteria that are vital for the hydrogen uh, absorption in your body. And then you're left with the hydrogen deficiency. Hardly anybody knows that almost every single, every single person's bodies are deficient in hydrogen right now. I might, mine's not because I breathe Brown's gas every day, which is the molecular form of hydrogen that is able to revitalize you. It is absolutely amazing. And it can be used for a variety of sources. You can totally, you can totally get off of, fossil fuels with Brown's gas, if possible. I mean, it is possible, but you have, it just takes public recognition and a lot of R and D. I'm, I'm 20 years old and I have a business and I, I I have a lot of different ideas with Brown's gas, but I'm already doing all these other things. If I, I wish I had an army of people who I'm able to tell like, Hey, you do this thing, you do that thing. We're going to totally transform this world because I have all these ideas. Isaac, promise me you'll stay away from hot tubs and light aviation. You can't go around saying you've got free energy. And segways. No, I know, I know. That's what that's the problem is. It's like it's not free energy. That's my caveat. Because you have to still get the electrolyzing solution to happen. You have to right. put a little bit of energy to get a lot of energy out. But it's proven. It's been done. The video has been taken off YouTube about the guy that made the car that drove around the US. But there was a video, there has been proof. There's a lot of things similar to this that are constantly suppressed and censored and not allowed in the public. Is it, is, it, is it pretty easy to do? Is it a pretty easy process if you're doing it there at home? Uh, Brown's gas? Yeah. Um, it's So there's this guy named George Wiseman. He's the inventor of Brown's gas and has a probably a tank, like it's a, a box that uh, you put lye into and uh, – you it, that acts as the catalyst for the electrolyzation, and then you put some distilled water in the top and just turn it on, and it bubbles water into this little uh, cup, and you're able to drink the water that's bubbled, but also breathe the gas that's being put through it as well. I have it just in the corner of my kitchen, and I bubble all my water through it, along with charge my water with Oregon Energy, um, and it's a much better quality. Wow. Um, yeah. Right. Right. So Lots to research. Yeah, need to go to B&Q and get some lye then, don't we? Some lye. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. That's Be careful, be careful. Lye oh. is, uh, you have to use in a very controlled setting because you can like burn your skin off with lye. Oh, there's, uh, there's a health warning there. Yeah, don't do this at home. <laughs> yeah, if you are interested in Brown's gas, go to Eagle Research 
and look at George Wiseman's uh, various, various articles about it. And he's got a bunch of machines for sale and stuff as well. Um, wow. That's how I recommend it. I haven't, I don't recommend doing anything personally. Don't try it at home. Have professionals help you with it. Because the thing is, uh, these technologies are very amazing, but there's not a lot of people that know about it. And it's the safety about it is not very public. So always have safety as your number one concern. I don't want anybody to hurt themselves or do anything stupid. Good. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Well, Isaac, on that note, I think we should wrap up this part, shouldn't we? Awesome. I think so. We could cool. uh, we could go on all night, but alas, mm. we have another part to do after this, don't we? We do. So. We do. Um, this has been fab. Thanks for joining us, Isaac. Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'll admit this is my first live podcast type of anything I've ever done. Oh, and I was very nervous. So, well, it, real, it didn't show. And I was just <laughs> glancing over at the chat and there was multiple people saying... You know, they, you they need love to come you. back. Yeah. Yeah, they love you. They want a whole Isaac well, series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to do that. I, I have a lot of things. Also, uh, food forests, before we go, I, I'll say, everybody go figure out a food forest. If you're able to grow food in your own backyard, also put scalar energy and organite into it, it's going to totally transform the planet. If people stop doing monocropping and start just growing their own food, you're able to completely transform the energetic terrain of our environment and create a complete shift. And... um. Also, yeah. So have a great have a great rest of your day, guys. Brilliant. Mm. Okay. Thanks, Isaac. Uh, stay on the line for us for one minute while we play ourselves out. And uh, the rest of you in, in YouTube land who are watching live, we shall be back in 10 minutes for uh, part two. Yeah, Do some sure. funny shit. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. Right. Bye. See you in a bit. Bye. Right then, we're back. The dwarf. Running bickering! And the mother of madness. Who the fuck's that? Yeah, me! Wow, that's quite a mashup. It's an old one, that. Is it? Yeah. I went through the, went the archive. Through the vault. Went through the vault right, archive. Okay. I just go to uh, the, the folder mm-hmm. and just put dwarf in the, <laughs> in the search bar and it comes up with all the ones I've met right, over okay. the last six years. Wow doing this nonsense i know yeah it's impressive yeah impressive mm, most impressive mm. right that was good wasn't it with uh isaac yeah isaac lazy who did you call him laser laser lazel was it lazel oregon night.com it's a website if you want to get some some all gone mm. in your life i mean i liked the chakra river that was yeah. my favourite piece. Was that the table? It was the coffee table yeah. with the Shack River within. Yeah, it's, it was nice stuff. Just aesthetically, it's nice stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Never mind all the, you know, the bonus bonus content. All the rods you can <laughs> shove into it and make your plants yeah. grow. I know. Yeah. I'm going to try that. So I've got. So do I have to buy one of his organite things, or can I just? Just test it with a copper rod to begin with. Well, he was talking about spiral, weren't he? Copper spiral. Right. You're talking about the garden for helping things grow. Yeah. Yeah, copper spirals, I think he was saying, weren't he? Right. So everywhere? I don't know. You'd have to experiment, wouldn't you? Right, okay. You know. yeah, maybe I should have asked him that. Well, next time. Yeah. How many copper spirals per square foot? 70. <laughs> 72. <laughs> Magic number. And the girth of said spirals? Mm, 
0.72 of a millimeter. Right, okay. A hairs. A hairs width breadth. Yeah, it probably is, yeah. Depending how thick your curlies are. Yeah. Right, should we get on with this? Do some yeah. headlines. Time's marching on. Look. What are you, uh, is that clock right? Is it quarter to ten already? Yeah. Shit. Need to rattle through this. Capital letters are big news story. Headlines of the week. Man, it's... Uh, spoiler alert. Our old friend, the Somerset Gimp. Banned from gimping for five years. Will the ban actually stop him, though? <laughs> well, let's Will see. he become a vigilante gimp? I don't know. Do you reckon? Is there such a thing? Well, I Just freaking gonna... out women in the cars on their own I as think a vigilante. we're going to find out, aren't we? Well, let's see what happened. We've followed this story from its yes. inception. <laughs> yes. The stories of the Somerset gimp go back, I think, to 2018. Wow. And Pre-COVID. Yeah. In the before times. Yeah. And he's finally been handed his sentence. He's been sentenced this week, as we shall see now. Man exposed as the Somerset gimp has been convicted after leaving numerous women terrified. Motorists came across Joshua Hunt in a pitch black country lane in Bleeden, dressed in a black outfit and wearing a mask. The face covering had a smile drawn on it with UV paint. On his arrest, he told him... That's a picture. Is that his mum or his wife? Oh, we're following him from court. Well, just ahead of him, yeah. I imagine he's a bachelor. I know, but that's... Mask, the face covering. That's. I think there's a little bit of similarity there in face shapeage. Yeah, it's probably his mum. Why do you not think he came to court in his gimp? I think he's the same age as us. Or is he 42, I think? Oh. So it could be his mum. Yeah, I think so had a smile drawn on it with UV paint. On his arrest, he told an officer, I'm not a gimp. <laughs> what, is he, what, is he, is he, what is he then? I'm not a gimp! <laughs> uh, what did he say? Get it here, gimp! You got, you got nothing on me, cops! I'm not a gimp! The face covering had a smile drawn on it with UV paint. <coughs> on his arrest, he told an officer, I'm not a gimp, I don't own a gimp suit. He claimed he wore the outfit for mudding and had been in the road because he wanted to take his own life. Oh, this old thing, it's not a gimp suit. I wore it for mudding, whatever that is. I was I was mudding, is what he said. What's mudding? Uh, is it like gimping by is, any chance? Is it another, <laughs> is it another fetish? <laughs> wore the outfit for mudding and had been in the road because he wanted to take his own life. Oh. At trial today, District Judge Dickens said... It makes no sense! District Judge Dickens. Is he like um, Mahogany Brown? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dickinson, isn't it? Now listen to you again. <laughs> this is what I think. I'm going to give you a good deal here. Oh, I'm yeah. going to give you six months of licence. Take it or leave it. There's 120. <laughs> There's two. <laughs> Here's a 50. Yeah. One more 50. It makes no sense at all and convicted him of two Section 4A public order offences. The 32-year-old gardener was fined £100. And- <gasps> 32? Oh, his gardening career's over, isn't it? I thought he was 42. Mm. He doesn't look 32. No, poor lad. Poor lad. So that, a- that could definitely be his mum then. Absolutely, yeah. And PVC obviously does nothing for your skin. 
<laughs> if he's 32. He's obviously strangulated his hair follicles. As I well. think he looks older than us, man. Well, maybe me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm told to pay three victims £200 each. Um, so oh. he cut off lightly then. Yeah, no, that's because he did some like pretty weird shit, didn't he, to Definitely. some women? Writhing? Some writhing on women or around women. I want to hear more about DC <coughs> Judge. What is it? Man exposed. He claimed he wore the outfit for mudding and had been in the road because he wanted to take his own life. At trial today, District Judge Dickens said it makes no sense at all. District Judge Dickens sounds like that's a reality show waiting to happen, I would say. District Judge Dickens takes down Gimp and bleed it in Somerset. Yeah. No. That's it. That's all we've got. Yeah. Uh, Well... The saga is ended. It's a sad day. I don't know, man. No. It takes a lot to... It could be some copycat gimpings now. Well, I think, you know, I don't think that gimp's finished with his gimping, if I'm being honest. I think there'll be more gimping. Do you? Mm. Do you think he won't be able to resist? No. Sorry. Should we go move on to the next headline? It's it, what, a good one. Is it something about a huge bullet sperm? Uh, headline number two: Enormous bull sperm heist sparks police hunt for supercooled tanks. Ooh. Two tanks of bull semen have Oof. been stolen from a Northern Ireland farm, triggering a police hunt wow. for the missing sperm and the culprits. Be worth a fortune, wouldn't it? Well, I can't believe this. Mm. The pair of cryogenic storage tanks containing a quote large quantity of the semen were stolen from the County Tyrone farm at some point between 3pm local time on October the 21st and 1pm October 23rd. The exact value of the stolen semen has not been confirmed, but it has significant value, according to local police. The empty tanks alone are thought to be worth around $2,400. Oh. Uh, uh, or... Uh, it was reported to police that the two tanks, which contained a large quantity of cattle semen, were stolen after entry was gained to an outbuilding in the area, the Mid-Ulster Police said on Facebook. The stolen tanks and the contents were of significant value, and at this time, our inquiries are ongoing as we work to establish the circumstances surrounding the theft. Depending on the breed and the genetic quality of the bull, this semen can be worth enormous amounts of money, leading to its nickname, White Gold. Ooh, gross. <laughs> I remember watching uh, <coughs> watched uh, Clarkson's farm and he had it done. He had it where? He had the, se- the old bull semen and it came, you know, frozen. The bull came frozen? <laughs> yeah. The semen. Oh, my God! It came out of the cryogenic tanks. And I'm sure it was like hundreds, if not thousands. He bought some Bulcom. Yeah. Special brew. Yeah. What for? Just his own personal use? Or? He's got, he had some cows that needed inseminating. They call it AI. <laughs> Artificial insemination. Yeah. And so how did he do that? Did he just sort of dip his cock in it and then shag the cow himself? <laughs> No, that lad got arrested for doing that, didn't he? Um, 
these, I think the, the vet did it with his hand, I think. With the hand? Yeah. Hand very, up the. Very romantic, isn't no, it? They the light, some, light some candles to first as well. No, they trap the cow in a cage <laughs> and then they shove their hand up it. You rape it. Essentially, yeah. Digitally. And. Analog? Um, <laughs> what's your What's the word for an arm? Posh word. Arm. Appendagely. Really? Yeah. Gosh. Like up to the elbow, I did, think. Did he wear gloves? Yeah, he did, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think he put it in the wrong hole as well once. <gasps> yeah. Botted the brown. It did. Instead what a waste. What a waste of bull semen. I know. He should be sacked for that. Or maybe actually I'm getting confused. He actually, I think he checks up, up the poo, the poo one, just for shits and giggles to feel the womb. Yeah, of course, that's why he does it. I think, perv. I think, yeah, pervy vet. I mm. won't trust him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, should we continue with the story? If we must. Uh, yeah, it was nicknamed White Gold when a batch of 3,500 units of bull semen was stolen in California in 2016, the haul was estimated to be worth around $50,000. Some of the most valuable bull semen sells for around $600 per semen straw. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bull semen can be phenomenally expensive depending on which bull it has come from, Peter Gittins, a lecturer in farm management at the UK's University of Leeds, told Newsweek. Mm. Some of these prize animals used for AI sell for ludicrous prices. If it has high genetic value and is from a selected breeding programme, that is probably why it is expensive. The semen is stored in a plastic straw and kept in cryogenic tanks to freeze and preserve the sperm until it is used to artificially inseminate a female cow. Mm. Each tank can hold 200 to 300 of these straws. Wow. That's a lot of cows. That's a lot of spunk. Two tanks, that's 600 cows. Mm. Uh, the semen has to be stored at roughly minus 320 degrees Fahrenheit to prevent the sperm cells from degrading. So it's housed inside special tanks that supercool the samples using liquid nitrogen. They want to use some, like, orgone shit to freeze that, that cum. Do you think it was, like, uh, it's all stored in fake shaving cream cans? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dotson! We got <laughs> Dotson here! See, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you think? Oh, like Dennis Nedry style. Yeah. I bet there is a black market in bull semen. Yeah. That is stored in shaving cans. I, think I wonder so. how long these semen straws are. Are they are they are they short enough to hide in a can of shaving foam? I imagine so. I would I would I guess so. Mm-hmm. Well, you just snap them in half, bend them in half, show them in, mm-hmm. and before you know it, you're in a, an island off the Dominican Republic doing Being chased dodgy by a T Rex, <laughs> <laughs> doing dodgy deals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where were we? Uh, the semen is then thawed before being used to inseminate the cow. This liquid nitrogen makes the theft even more strange as yeah. it is very dangerous to handle without proper knowledge and spilling the contents could cause major injuries to the thieves. So they're obviously pros. This is a pro semen heist. It is, a you know, it's an operation. You don't want to tangle with this stuff. No, because you'll freeze to death. Yeah. Um, you don't mess around with liquid nitrogen. 
one farmer told the BBC. If the semen straws are touched without the correct equipment, the heat of a person's hands may kill many of the sperm cells. Oh, no. Reducing the value of the haul immensely. Wow. Yeah. I'm unsure if they'll be able to resell the semen, Gittin said. Depends on the reason for wanting it in the first place. Surely the only reason is to sell it. (laughs) Why else would you steal it? I don't know, some weird kink. <laughs> yeah. Could be for personal use on an unregistered herd, my guess. Oh. Or they may be able to fabricate records. Yeah, who knows? Well, An unregistered herd. Yeah, what's all that? It's black market again, isn't it? It's everywhere. Have you seen the size of these bulls that they get them from, though? Bulls? Mm. What do you mean? The, se- the semen. The sperms. How big the s- what a load is or how big a bull is? How big a bull is? I, I think I've seen bulls in the wild, in the, in the in wild. real <laughs> in real life. No farm. No, I've seen lots of bulls. Yeah, but they they use specific breeding bulls. So a lot of bulls stud. Yeah, are like big big stud are killed, aren't they? So they keep the the huge ones, and they use their sperm to, right. to inseminate all of them. Size is everything, is it? Yeah, because right. you get bigger, more meat. Bigger cat calves. Yeah, for veal. Right. Mm. Veal? I thought veal was uh, deer. Not That's in venison, the, isn't it? N- not in the UK, because it's not very popular, is it, veal? Because it's, it's a young cow. But we all eat lamb, don't we? Well, don't a lot of people do. Fatty. Do you not like it? No, I'm not into lamb. I used to eat lamb chops as a child, yeah, religiously. Mint sauce. What yeah. do you use to it? No, there, no, there was no condiments. <laughs> Or salt or pepper. Do you just get a jar of mint sauce? No. Like Branston's or some it, shit. Do you know what? Actually, you just reminded me, my dad would make his own mint sauce. Do you know what it was? Mint from the garden. Mint from the in, garden. In water. <laughs> in vinegar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Close. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it, all it is. meant to be. Yeah, probably, yeah. It shouldn't be like a paste, like mustard. It should be watery. Do you think... I'm sure ours used to be, yeah. Mm. Don't know if it's out of a packet or what. That's the Angel Delight. <laughs> That's all I remember. Mint sauce, Angel Delight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Let's do the last headline. Let's get this on. That's the enormous no. bull. Elon Musk tells Rishi Sunak AI will put an end to work. Hey! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, it's been the big AI conference in London this week. Did you know? I, for it's one, would like to welcome our AI overlords. EIO. EIO. Got a clip here. This is uh, Musk and Sunak at the conference. And, you know, you, what would your kind of observation be on, on AI and the impact on labour markets and people's jobs and how they should feel about that as they, as they think about this? Well, I think we are seeing the most disruptive. It's not much of an interview with Sunak, is he? No, he's awful, isn't he? Terrible. I was thinking that when he started. Rashid Sunuk, as Joe Biden calls him. And, you know, you, what would your kind of observation be on, on AI and the impact on labour markets and people's jobs and how they should feel about that as they, as they think about this? Well, I think we are seeing the most disruptive force in history here. Um, <laughs> You know, where we have for the first time, we will have more disruptive than the printing press or the internet. 
I don't know. I'm not buying the hype over all this AI shit at the moment. You're not buying it? No. No. When it works out that humans have five fingers, then I might be impressed. <laughs> it's in. It's, it's dumb. That's fuck. You think you're, you're all right? Uh-huh. I had an interaction with uh, Microsoft's AI today. And it was like talking to a three-year-old. Well, that's what they're saying, yeah. He said it, well... It's thick as fuck. Yeah, it's like it is like a child at the moment. Basically, yeah. That's the level of it. Yeah. First time something that is smarter than the smartest human. Um, and that... I mean, it's hard to say exactly what that moment is, but, but there will come a point where no job is needed. You can have a job if you want to have a job for sort of personal satisfaction, but the AI will be able to do everything. So... I don't know if that makes people comfortable or uncomfortable. It, it's, it's, <laughs> uh... Yeah, I think it's got a long way to go. Yeah. Um, the decorators are worried, though. The painters and decorators. Have you seen because of this, this robot decorator? <laughs> They're really worried about their jobs. Okay. <laughs> here comes, here comes robo-decorator through the door. <laughs> It looks like a filing cabinet on is wheels. This, is this legit? Or is this, this is like legit. a fucking it's, piss tape? Watch what it does. It's going to map out the room with a cross laser. Oh. Oh, oh. Laser beam comes out, so it's mapping the surface. It's, it's learning to map reality, which is my big thing about robotics and all this. These computers, they cannot map reality like a human brain. They are so thick. But they've cracked it with this. There he goes. He's mapping it out. Cross laser. Oh, socket there. Shit. See how the laser hits the top of the socket? It does, yeah. Yeah? I it's, need it's, this. It's noting it. It's coding it. There is something there <laughs> that should not be painted. <laughs> That's the arm, the paint arm being lowered. It's like, uh, I don't know, what would that be like? Six foot? I still can't get over how we came into the room. <laughs> Boom! I mean, <laughs> didn't show it getting up the stairs. <laughs> no, but it's a Dalek. Slow down! Don't get in his way! Fucking run you over! Oh god! Oh god, he's terrifying. Yeah. Let's wait till you see the results. <laughs> Someone order a Jackson Pollock? (laughs) Is it crying blood? (laughs) Johnny Five is alive! (laughs) Johnny Five's been trapped in this fucking stupid painting robot. Does he not bleed like (laughs) pneumatic fluid, Johnny (laughs) Five? or something something like that, yeah. Oh Oh my God, stop! Oh, Oh, don't don't, don't ram the wall. Touching up. Oh, it's fucked it now. It's lost grip on where it is. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Yeah, my point stands. Like, um, 
this reality is so complicated. That's why our brains filter out all that shit. Yeah. You know, uh, 99% of the things that are going into us, into our visual and audio and sensory mm. uh, messages, it gets filtered. Yeah. So that we get the stuff that otherwise we would go insane probably. And uh, getting a machine to sort of map reality and then be able to react and uh, uh, react to different circumstances, it's just, it's um, its a hurdle that I don't think will ever be overcome. Ever? No. A bold statement. I think we underestimate how powerful these things in here are, personally. But hey... What do I know? I'm not. I'm not Elon Musk. You know, no. you're not the world's richest man. I didn't inherit a fortune and then become the world's richest man. Is he another one? Yeah. Is he another one? His dad was loaded or something. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then he founded PayPal, didn't he? He co-founded PayPal. Yeah, and I heard of that bit, and then he sold it, and then he. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. We've done headlines. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, enjoyed it. All right, let's do. Let's see what's coming up next. First on BBC One, the Reagan administration has proposed making airbags or automatic seatbelts mandatory for new cars. Critics urged immediate action. And finally, a federal report today predicted possible catastrophic warming of the Earth by the 1990s with a strong climate change. I'm Jessica Savage in New York. More news later on this NBC station. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. This is the Value for Value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider returning some value. There's a myriad of ways of doing this. My favourite way, as ever, is word of mouth. Sharing links um, wherever you are online, whether you're in Telegram groups, Discord servers, Facebook groups, uh, what else do people do online? Twitter. You know, share links and uh, Cam help shows. us grow. Only fans. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. It all helps. You can uh, sign up for the newsletter. Um, the link is broken to sign up to the <laughs> newsletter. So uh, email us at thearmsinquisition at gmail.com and just put newsletter in the subject line and I will add you manually. Manually. Like I'm inseminating a cow. We need an AI for it. We need What we need is a new website. Uh, mm. Well, a real website. So... Uh, Yes, we need more support, more donations before I can implement that. I reckon if, like, a handful of people, more people came on with a monthly. Yes. Because I reckon it would be about 30 quid a month, something like that, to have a, a kicking website that has everything there and even has, like, live streams the video and stuff. Live streams the video? Yeah, so you could go to the website and watch the live streams and wow. whatnot. And the shop would be there and everything. And it's coming up to Christmas, so I have like two weeks off, so I could actually do it. But I can't, uh, can't justify it if we're not getting the support. Anyway, we'll do donations later. What else should we do other than the newsletter? Hey, the newsletter came out this week. Did, Did you yeah. get yours this month? Of course. Right, because sometimes it goes in the spam. If you are signed up to the newsletter, check your spam filter if you uh, haven't received the Rumspringer number nine, I think it was. I think it was the ninth newsletter. There was, um, it was an in-depth book review. Was it? It wasn't that in depth. It was less less than a thousand words. A thousand words is a lot, Phil. Not for me. You can just... ramble. 
Did you just reel that off in one angry session? And one then... prompt to chat GTP. Yeah. No, uh, no, it's over a few days. Maybe I would go and write a bit and then leave it and write a bit more. And like a classic. It's very difficult. It was on a uh, Oswald Spengler book, and it's like I didn't even understand the book properly. So it's difficult to try and convey what it was. Yeah. Avoid unless you're a hardcore like history nerd. So it wasn't about Ghostbusters, the book. Mm. No, oh Spengler, gosh, what was it? that's Egon? That was Egon Spengler. Egon Not Spengler. Oswald. Yes. No, it's about um, Oswald Spengler. But um, yeah, if you sign up to the newsletter, you get a preview of the guests for the forthcoming month. The newsletter comes out the first every month. You get a preview of the guests for that month with bios and links. You get some memes, some jokes, occasional article, book review, 10% discount for the merch store. Oh, the merch store. How appropriate. Let's see. If you go down to show notes, you'll find a link to the Amish loot chest and you can purchase such wares as this. You are the carbon they want to reduce. That's That's the latest design tea, isn't it? I've got ideas for other designs as well. It's just time. Mm. Time to implement. Time yeah. is a factor. Yeah. As Dr. Malcolm would say, a bacon nuts t-shirt. So, you know, if you're a bacon nut, get this t-shirt. And who isn't? And maybe you just want to teach a picture with a pig with giant balls on it. I mean, yeah. It's a giant fuck you to society. Some, yeah, I'm wearing this. I'm what? Some people are just based, aren't they? Base Sigma Chads. Uh, or a bacon nuts mug. Or antisocial bastards. I'm a very antisocial bastard. And Lee from The Big Conspire did this design. He does a lot of good designs, doesn't he? Well, he did my favourite. My favourite is the, the three weeks to flatten the earth, which is this one. Yeah, and that's a, that's a solid tea. Right, dear. It's a great T-shirt. Mm. And a classic, literally a communist. Ben made that one, I think. He did make that one. I have that one at home still. I've not worn it, actually. Uh, this winter, that normally comes out for the winter. £33, Freemasonry fans. <laughs> That's a total accident. Yeah. Uh, it's probably more than that now, but there we go. Is, yeah. um, and just a, a standard splash T-shirt to finish things up. The logo on there. Yeah. Yeah, if you uh, buy something from the merch store, sign up to the newsletter first before you buy anything from the merch store and then, you know, make use of that discount and you get something to keep, something to wear. And we get a slice of the profits. Yeah. All nope. helps. Yeah. So buy loads of them. <laughs> um, when you're on YouTube, sub, comment, like, ring the bell, all that kind of stuff. It's good mm. for the algorithm. Um, leave us a review. Oh, we got a new one, you know. Helen hipped us up, didn't she, on, on the Element server that we got oh, a new right. review. I was trying to see whether where, whether it was new or not. Yeah, it's a new one. It is. It is. It goes thus. Do you want to read it? A real gem. It's a solid start, isn't it? From mm. Archie Laddie. Um, this podcast is quite simply one of the most entertaining, informative, and amusing <laughs> podcasts around. That's a lie. I know. Who wrote this? Is it your wife write this? No, she doesn't. She, uh, the punctuation's <laughs> too good. Um, the lads are. Um. Ah. Oh, well, there we go. It could have been my wife. Yeah. The lads are a, a modest bunch and pretty laid back. Um, you'll find this podcast if you're meant to. And that will resonate with avid followers. Support them if you can, as we get so much back in, in return. Keep up the good work. 
I thought that was a particularly eloquent review. It was, yeah. It was better than, like, you know, a rumble comment or whatever. <laughs> What's it called? Bit shoot. shoot. Yeah. Yeah, that was lovely. Thank you, Archie Laddie. Thanks, Archie Laddie. And for that, you would get a producer credit in the show notes. And now you can put that on your LinkedIn. Say that you are a producer of the Amish Inquisition podcast. Episode 303. These credits, these credits are real. Yeah, they're real. And, uh, we you will know. back you up. Put yeah. them in your CV. If someone Off emails us and we don't miss it, we will email them and say, yeah, it's legit. It was it, This person helped produce that particular episode. Maybe you've got an IMDB. Put it in there. Yeah, we are we are on IMDB, believe it or not. Yeah. Somehow we've been hoovered up from the internet. We don't have listeners or fans or viewers. It's uh, you're all producers. We're all producers in this world. Yep. And there's three ways of doing it. You have you know, you spread the word, you provide us with content, mm. like links to videos and because mm. you know, loads of emails and insta mm. DMs and stuff for stories and content, end of show ourselves, whatnot. Mm. And uh, artwork. Show artwork. Now, with no uh, submission for artwork, we got this one for last week's show. For we the got bar- a good one, didn't we, last week? Race. And this is Lee's sub- submission that was used on iTunes, Spotify, and all your podcasting apps last week, the barn raising. 302. Um, so, look, they've built a boat instead of a barn. Oh, what grief. Yeah. Built an ark. They have built an ark, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Like Jordan Peterson and his ark. I know, yeah. Have you heard about this? Yes. What's it called? The Something for Responsible Citizenship. Assembly? Might be assembly or association, maybe. Right, okay. Yeah, some weirdness in the funding. Why? Uh, it's the Legatum Institute that's behind it. Never heard of and, that. And uh, no, well, it's one of these fucking NGOs. Uh, I'll tell you what, um, Trigonometry had a guest on today or yesterday, and he was an advisor for the Legatum Institute as well. Right, okay. Alternative center right media aligning. This is the influence, the mm. money side of the influence. This is why we have no sponsors, no advertising. We are free to say what we want because we're supported by you financially. And this is the danger when you start hero worship in the lights of Jordan Peterson or um, Trigonometry or Russell Brand. Where is the money coming from? Mm-hmm. And and therefore the influence. Yeah. You know, this is why you need independent media, truly independent media, to uh, keep you sane. Well, ish. Entertained. Or or have your chief focused? Have your chief? John, John Peterson don't do that, does he? No, not for free anyway. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <coughs> yeah. yeah, so is your chi depleted? This is a, a unique free service that we offer. Um, so if you're, you know, you've got a test coming up, if you're feeling a little bit down in the dumps, maybe your chi, you're just feeling that your chi is somewhat depleted, just request for a focus chi request. It's 100% successful, I believe, so far. We did one a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Was it last week for Joe? Yeah. Starting a new job? Yeah, still As far as I know, he's still in the job. still in the job, as far as we know. Yeah, so... Obviously works. 100% effective. Uh, I'll throw up the artwork. I I roughed up some artwork for this week. That's for 303, Isaac Laser, Lazel. 
Yeah. Liking that? Yeah, it's like a laser chakra. And uh, would you not say there's like an 80s laser sci-fi movie vibe on the font? Um, Duracell battery? (laughs) Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, there's a theme there. Totally by accident. So I'm not an artistic person. Yeah. But there it is. Well done. Uh, Join the Element Survey. Mm. Um, that's a good place to come out and come and hang and chat. Have the big chat there. Um, that's where you can submit lots of stuff to us. That's where you can request a focus chi. That's where you... It's the hub, isn't it? <coughs> yeah. Where you want to connect with us. It's, well, we had Discord. It's our online community. We had Discord. That got nuked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helen primarily set up our element server with the promise that it is unsinkable. And so far, although it's not that, it's not that controversial. It's is not it? that I mean, based, is it? No, no, it's, it's generally just nice people posting interesting things. Yeah. And news and videos and links to other podcasts and YouTubes and stuff like that. I don't think there's anything. There's no nastiness. Uh, there is no nastiness in our element. Oh, server. It makes you wonder why the, the last one got nuked. That's the thing. You know. mm. But it's probably you. Almost certainly. So I said. Yeah. Uh, can do a birthday shout out as well. You can request those. Uh, you can suggest guests. Um, I think that's pretty much everything. Except. Toss a coin. Toss a coin to your Do it for the lads. 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 Because oh, we've got luxurious beards. Julian beards. If you go to theharmistinquisition.com or uh, look in the show notes, you'll find a PayPal link there and you can give us a one-off donation or sign up for a monthly recurring sustaining donation. Help us keep the lights on, pay the running costs and hopefully invest in new things. Like we don't make any money from this. Everything that you give to us is reinvested, whether it's in equipment or you know, talking about a new website or whatever it is. Um, there's no money in podcasting. <laughs> I don't think, unless you're like, you know, the people who've done well out of podcasting have had some leg, they've had some in, haven't they? Or they've already been famous for something else, you know? Yeah, I think so. Most of the ones that I can think about have got famous for something else, yeah. Like Russell Brand, for example. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if no one had heard of Russell Brand, there's no way his YouTube would have got to 6 million subscribers. No. As as well as well geared to the algorithms as it was, and the way it's structured and whatnot, his videos it's mm. very snappy, and he does everything that all these sort of tutorial YouTube tutorial videos tell you to do to keep your videos between ten and fifteen minutes, and to do this and do that and do that and mm. uh, play by the rules. But yeah, toss the coin to your Witcher. Yeah, we appreciate it. We right. Do. Well, shall we thank the people who supported us for this week? It's about time, isn't it? I think so. It's time to big up the man Dems. Yo, the uh, the producers for episode three hundred and three. Who do we have? We have Martin Young, Rona Kesson, Ben Limmer, Archie Laddie, Matthew Chin, Helen, Alia, Emma, Johnny, and uh, late today. Abby, a.k.a. Tony, with a big fat £20. Yeah. So amazing in your love. They are, yeah, so amazing in their love. Literally. The best mate. 
Wolf, the current, the grape, the doctor of thugonomics, the homophobe, the wind, the giant fucking lenses, the chest feeding, communist, the, the base sigma chad, the corn pop chunks, the baby penis, inner asshole, these clockwork clowns, the dime bar, the number 11, the bee gun on the bus, the blind man, the big chungus, the cripple, and the mother of the pickering from hell. Bring it on. Are you retarded? Don't get it, never will. Oh, Willie G. Chungus never seems so sus, so sus, so sus. He vents to electrical. Put on your fucking muzzle if you go to the shop. Happy birthday, huge anus. Hurt the Bible, hurt God. I got hairy cunts. I'm literally a... Well, the thing is, what do you do? You call between the devil and the rock at a half base. Come on, man. Asna! What did you do with Big Chungus? Thanks for your support for another week. It means the world to us, as always. Thank you. And uh, you make this show happen by mm. doing so. Brilliant. Beautiful. Right. Mm. Gosh, I'm kind of out of sorts and, like, uh, I've lost rhythm of... I'm usually a lot snappier onto what's coming next and stuff, and it's like I don't think I'm so. I'm just uh, sort of lazy. I'm lazel. I'm lazel. You're lazel. <laughs> I'm lazel tonight. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Have the housekeeping on the way. Um, Ali has sent us a video this week of Graham Hancock on another podcast. I think it's Aubrey Marcus, who hmm, I think he's a bit sus. I think he may so be sus. a big chungus. Yeah, but ne- nevertheless, okay. Uh, got sent the video. It's a great video, and it was like, "Holy shit!" Graham Hancock has channeled me. He spiritually channeled me. Was he wearing a rude dog and the dweebs t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Let's find out. Okay. But he definitely channeled me, except he sort of put me through an you know he put it through an eloquence filter. Okay. Make it, make it more eloquent, but um, yeah, I'm 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 sort of kind of with him on this and. Uh, it's nice to hear Hancock being a, such a base Sigma Chad in this regard. I want to make clear that I'm completely against government, um, and especially I, I just don't see the point of government at all. So mm. so many of the problems in our world are, are caused by very bad leadership, and I'm especially against the notion of a one-world government. I detest and, and hate that idea. I want to see as little government as possible, and if I were to characterise myself as anything, I would say I'm an anarchist, which is, <laughs> literally means without, without government. What is needed is, is rather than having this, this tribal and, and nationalistic mindset, let's recognise the beauty and the diversity of human culture. Let's recognise uh, that this diversity is a wonderful thing, that, uh, that, that it adds to the depth and, and value of, of, of the human experience. But let's not go on defining our tribe as the best and every other tribe as the worst. Let's not, let's not set ourselves up against one another in, in this way. Can I get an amen? I'm into that. Can I... Oh. Oh, I thought you were going to play it. No, no, I was just going to say it. Oh, okay. I did say it. Fair enough. Yeah, I think, you know, <coughs> there's a lot of truth in that, isn't there? I think so. Oh. Mm. He, was on, uh, he was on Rogan again. Again. I listened to it. Did you listen to it? I've listened. Yeah, I think I did, actually. It's a bit of a bit more of an all-over-the-place kind of one rather than... It was. Um, 
He usually comes on when he's got something to promote. He's got something to talk about. But I think it was he just agreed to do it because that guy got ill. Oh, of course. They were meant to have the debate, weren't they? And the, the other party's been diagnosed with some cancer or something. Yeah. And had to pull out, which is which is sad. Mm. So I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, that would have been interesting. But they're hoping to do it next April, aren't they? Yeah. Which would be interesting yeah. to see if that actually occurs. Yeah, I mean, I kind of... I don't think what you, I don't really see what you achieve by having debates like that on a podcast. Um, I think people go into it with the minds already made up. Uh, listeners, you know, people listening probably go into it with the minds already kind of made up, and so that prejudices you from the outset, and you you'll view, you know, depending on what side you are, you'll view Hancock in a certain light and the other guy in a certain light. Mm. It's very hard to win any anyone over in a true debate i would suggest mm. because we're so you know we have all these inherent biases that are a product of our upbringing and what we've been exposed to and everything else mm-hmm. now changing your mind on something is a long generally a long slow and often painful process you know cognitive dissonance yeah sometimes it hurts to realize you've been wrong about something your entire life and you'll fight that feeling to uh you know, just to avoid that psychological pain or trauma. Trauma. Trauma, I would say. That's all I would say. But, yeah, it would have been fun, I guess, to watch. Yeah. Hancock destroys <laughs> archaeologists. I can see the YouTube reviews now, you know. Archaeologist destroys Hancock. Hancock owned. <laughs> no, it's more going against what he's just saying there about tribes and mm. separation and divide and conquer and all the rest of it. Mm. But you know, I don't know. There's no hero worship here. I've you know I have my suspicions about Hancock. Um, Is he though, sus? Um, I don't know the guy. I mean, he comes mm. across as um, sincere. Mm. Um, I love his books. His books have been a huge influence on me. Um, but you know there are there is cert- there's a certain view that anyone who gets to that kind of level is already compromised, man. Oh, he's already you know, sold. With the system, he's already had a Netflix special on. What's he really selling, you know? Is this this entheogenic expedition a good thing for us, you know? I'll, you know, we did that show with, with Rich, with Rich Vu, and I was like, fuck him, fuck me, next week I'm doing DMT. That sounds great, all aboard. And then, you know, there's a little nagging head saying, well, you know, is this the right thing to do? Should we be messing with our psyches I know it's not messing, you know. But he makes a good point, Hancock, in that, and he did this years ago on Rogan, which something he said that resonated with me is that why the what the fuck has why the fuck has the government decided that it's in it's their prerogative to decide what you do with your consciousness? Hmm. And you know that's part of my that was part of my journey of being my current perspective fuck off and leave me alone i don't want to see you i don't want to know you just leave me alone mm. government mind control <laughs> don't need them but i don't know what do i know nothing John Stone. that should be the starting point mm. it's hard to remember but yeah your starting point should always be i know nothing because <clears throat> we really don't we think we know some things, but really there's there's a lot more that we don't know than what we do, I would suggest. 
It's like, Tell you what I do know. Go on. I know I'm better at basketball than Gavin Newsom, governor of California. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, God! <laughs> That's it, slap. Oh, he's crying. I got you! I got you! <laughs> I see that in an instant replay. Yeah. <laughs> oh! It's a foul. It's a foul. Touch foul. I think he trips over his own feet. Oh, Let's see. I, let's watch his feet. I think he trips over his own feet. This is uh, Governor Newsom. He's tipped to be the next president, the next Democratic candidate. You know, yeah. oh, He's the front runner. He's not declared yet. No one is. No, no one will declare against... Uh, Uncle Corn Pop. Oh. Like that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he hasn't said he's stepping down yet. Corn Pop is oh. saying he's going to run. Yeah, that's what I thought was happening. Yeah, I thought, yeah. He, I thought he was going to be the candidate. Yeah, but uh, I know, but they all know that he can't win. Oh, yeah. He's a decrepit old man. So yeah. this guy's the front runner to actually be the candidate. And he's just wi- he's wiped out. He was the guy, do you remember, from the lockdown, who was yes. in? he was caught in the French, was it called the French Laundry? Mm. The most exclusive uh, restaurant in LA or Sacramento, whatever. Yeah. 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 When everyone else was, all the other restaurants were shut. (laughs) I think, I think he trips over his feet here. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, he slips. It's those leather soled shoes. He does. He tries a bit of a twinkle toes. He does. There's a bit of that. There's a bit of Looney Tunes in that, isn't it? Where you're in the air and your feet go. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Good, oh. good ball spin there. Ball spin round the back. <laughs> Ankle. Clatter into a small Chinese child. <laughs> he's in China, by the way. Oh, he's in China. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, thought... Finalizing some deals, probably. Yeah. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I love it. Sticking it to the Chinese. Yeah, stick to uh, stick to bullshitting, mm. and leave the sports to uh, sportsman Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Should be Dennis Rodman doing He's that. He's the uh, American envoy, isn't he? That gets sent to, all, <laughs> to North Korea, all of these communist states. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, this is the thing. You see, with social media, Twitter, and the rest, any any slip ups like this. You're fucked, aren't you? Yeah, fucked it, yeah. There's no delete that video. No. Burn well, that burn that tape. It's already on the Amish Inquisition. Yeah, that's it. Even we've hoovered it off the internet. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of social media, um, we need to be serious for a moment and talk about the plight of, of virtue signals as expressed in this clip. How did it start? Started off harmlessly enough, putting statuses on like when does the Chinese open or when do the shops open. All things I could simply Google, but I like the comments. What happened next? Then I started watching the news, looking for atrocities in different countries so I could change my profile picture. Not that I cared, I was just jealous of the attention they received. And I wanted some of it. What else did you do? <laughs> I started going to the Costa at the hospital. It was a pound more of coffee, but it meant I could sign in on Facebook at a and I used to let the suspense build up in the comments, relatives, friends, worrying about me. 
Then I'd leave a comment dead cryptic like, rather not talk about it, guys. How did you know it got out of hand? I realised it had escalated when I was breaking into an old folks' home, taking photos with the residents and pretending they were dying relatives. Someone recognised the grandma and rumbled me. It's probably the best thing that happened. And then I got the help I needed at www.gaspingforattention.com. I've relapsed a couple of times, signing in safe from an earthquake that was happening in a different country, and also pretending my dog had gone missing. But we take each day as it comes. This is a real phenomenon, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think a lot of people get their self-worth, don't they, from the engagement with social media and, you know, the comments and the and the fakeness that goes along with that, basically. It's terrifying, man. It's yeah. like, what is going on? It's such a new thing that was unleashed, wasn't it? So addictive, and, uh, though, that's the thing. I find myself being drawn into it. All the, Not so much social media, but, like, uh, it's more to do with, like, YouTube shorts and I had to, I had to delete TikTok, as we all know. I've got rid of, I don't have any social media accounts now. I can't have them. I think, you know what? I think it's mainly boredom for me. So I'll, you know, um, there's various things you'll do on your phone. uh, Checking emails. Check emails. Check emails. Oh, no, no no mail. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, you know, uh, you might get a DM or something on Instagram. Oh, DM. Oh, what am I going to do now? Oh, I'll go to Twitter. You go to Twitter and just see what's happening. Oh, I'll go to Google News. What's happening today? And it's like you get put in a cycle, mm. and you end up like repeating these behaviours that've been programmed. And it's like um, it's uh, it requires discipline. Mm. That's the thing. But I think it's mainly boredom. It's like um, I remember life before smartphones, and I think, Jackie, what did my missus used to do all day? Because she spends so much time just like on these shorts, like these mm. short videos, and like, like cooking things, or mm-hmm. she got into this IKEA stuff. IKEA hacks. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know, you get certain units from IKEA and put them in a certain way, and then you get some fucking some timber from such a place, and you construct this thing, and it's a solution, a storage solution. It's like. Okay, I can see some utility in it, but I don't know. It just seems so... It seems dangerous, the amount of time we we tend to spend on this shit. And it, it, all it's there is to sell you stuff. It's just advertising. That's how they make the money. It's the dopamine. You get dopamine from watching it, basically. It's skin is rats, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's so, yeah, but I think the underlying chemical process is dopamine. You'll get a, a reward for finding something that you you in, you like, basically, and that will be dopamine, I believe. I think the thing with the virtue signaling is you're getting dopamine from reactions from other people, aren't you? Yeah, or maybe I'm wondering if you get. So there's this thing. There's one called oxytocin as well, which is from you know close contact with people and pets. I think uh, you get it from dogs. Oxytocin. So maybe you know. Being around, I don't know. I wonder if you get it like through that kind of interaction through social media. Because I've heard you can get you get a, quite a big hit of uh, oxytocin from like hugging someone and you know snuggling. Yeah, cuddling, snogging. Right. Well, I haven't snogged my dog. Mm, okay. What about his lipstick? 
It's more of like a tube of toothpaste, to be honest. Yeah, so, you know, but there's underlying chemical processes to it. And they're all, they're all designed, they all, like we say, they employ <coughs> psychologists to get you and make it really addictive. So I have to delete everything. Everything becomes too much for me and I just end up mindlessly scrolling it, basically. Yeah. So yeah, that's, get rid of it. it's the nuclear option, isn't it? Mm. Um, I'm, I, you know, I would love to delete every app on my phone. I only have them for podcasts because I have to. But the thing is, once it's there, the temptation is there, mm. and yeah. a lot of the links we get sent are, are you know, to Twitter mm. videos or Instagram shorts or whatever it is, YouTube videos. Uh, YouTube's a bit different, really. I don't think YouTube's the same. I wouldn't class it as like social media. I know they have the shorts thing now. The shorts, which is, probably is basically like TikTok, probably works the same. But I, I don't. I'm not attracted to the shorts stuff. I you like the watch, longs. I like the longs. <laughs> the thicks. Mm, the girthy ones. Because <laughs> yeah. it's great. I mean, YouTube is a great, yeah, source for information. I've found many things out on. YouTube, and then had a go it and got it wrong. Still, did you see? The, oh gosh, yeah, DIY videos. Yeah, did you see that bit, that article that Ben posted on the Element server earlier in the Guardian. Mm, which one? It was about. Uh, let's have to go to here. Oh, it's it's uh, an Observer piece revealed plan to brand anyone undermining the uk as an extremist wow leaked documents spark furious backlash from groups who fear freedom of expression could be suppressed no shit government officials have drawn up deeply controversial proposals to broaden the definition of extremism to include anyone who undermines the country's institutions and its values so by declaring myself an anarchist i am therefore an extremist who decides what the values are? Michael Gove. The new <laughs> definition, <laughs> the new definition prepared by civil servants working for Cabinet Minister Michael Gove, is fiercely opposed by a cohort of officials who fear legitimate groups and individuals will be branded extremists. Criminalizing dissent. Yeah, can you blame them? Mm. I mean, this is what they, you know, this is why I want to get rid of them all. The proposals have provoked a furious response from civil rights groups with some warning it risks criminalising dissent and would significantly suppress freedom of expression. One Whitehall official said, The concern is that this is a crackdown on freedom of speech. The definition is too broad and will capture legitimate organisations and individuals. I mean, the crackdown on freedom of speech has been happening for three years now. Where have you been, Whitehall official? We've already had the online safety bill signed into law last week or the week before. Mm. And we know that that the whole backdrop, the whole reason they were able to get that through was the pandemic. Mm. It's not about keeping fucking children safe. This is it. This is the, you know, it's an old term, nanny state. Mm. We need to make the internet the safest place in the world for our children. No, that's my job. I'm the parents, not fucking you. Yeah, conser- I leave it to me. I thought conservatives used to be against the unitards, unitards, uniparty, <coughs> left wing, right wing, same bird. <laughs> I always say, yeah, it's a shit state of affairs. So yeah, anyone who disagrees with you know UK foreign policy, 
Mm. You know, do you remember 20, 20 years ago, a million people marching to to try and prevent an didn't, invasion of Iraq? Didn't work then, did it? Fucking extremists. Well, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Were you not clapping for the NHS on Thursday? No. Extremist. I wonder if people still do that. <laughs> I saw a brief Long. influx of uh, muzzle wearing. Yeah. And then it's gone again. Right. Yeah, I've seen the odd one in Little. Right. Very, very rare. Yeah. It's like, has everyone not had it now? Surely, apart from you. <laughs> I think I've had it, no. Have you had it? Yeah. Did you have it? Yeah, yeah. I'd worse hangovers. I think I probably, I think I'm one of those super immunes. Mm. Just, you know, had it and didn't even know. You might have had size one uh, 20 years ago. Maybe. Lots of people did. Mm. And there was cross immunity. Assuming that viruses aren't fake and gay. You know. Oh, it's amazing we're still on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, get your health information elsewhere. (laughs) If we had a website, we could just stream to there and we wouldn't have to worry about YouTube anymore. But then nobody would see us. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Just shout out into the void. (laughs) Scream into the void. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember when we were like, it's talking 20 years ago, when we were sort of 18, 20, and there was the odd um, dicey ride back in a taxi where you're thinking, oh my gosh, I really don't, I feel like I'm going to be sick. Never. And I don't really want to pay the £40 fine to clean up this taxi. Somebody was sick in someone's car once. In someone's car? Yeah, I think it was Ben's dad's car. Someone was sick in it because he was one of those who would... Was it Panhead? I don't know. He would ring up the dad and say, it's like, you know, half two, kicking out time, come and get us. And we all got a lift home one night and really? someone threw up in the back of his Was car. it not Panhead's dad? Because it would strike me as Panhead and he would get a lift everywhere. <laughs> no. No. It was Ben. Ben's dad who picked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember when Panhead threw up in the varsity on the first floor? No, I don't think I was there for that one. It was like half seven. <laughs> it was like half seven, quarter to eight. And did he throw up on people's head? No, no, it just went all over the carpet. All oh, right, okay, thank <laughs> God. Gross. We used to go to Anderson. Was it Anderson's? That bar. Oh, I don't know. You used to be able to smoke weed upstairs. Really? Yeah, because it was empty. We were dead. We used know. to go there first before right. we went clubbing seals. Clubbing. Anderson's. Anderson's or Anderton's. Where? Where was it in town? Off Ch- Church Street, I think. Oof. God, I don't know about There's that. There's a guy, guy with a beard and dregs. 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 <laughs> dreads. Dreads. Who used to seem to be the only guy who worked there. No, I don't know. I never went there. I think this was probably when you used to meet him after work briefly, didn't you? Oh, no. No, it was night time. Oh, right, no, okay. I used to meet Panhead on a Friday afternoon mm. after work, and we used to go to uh, Riley's Pool mm. Hall, burger, curly fries, pictures of Fosters, a calling or whatever it was. Mm. Kanye West on jukebox. That was the night. Uh, Kanye West's first album. Yes, which is an absolute banger. 
I won't hear any arguments on that. I don't care if you think it's crazy or not. My first album is the shit. Okay. Good. Yeah. Still no closer to identifying what this bar was. It became with an A. Or maybe it's our souls. <laughs> Probably. Our souls uh, are immortal and yeah. indestructible. Exactly, yeah. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I just, uh, this. I watched this video of this guy in the taxi and it just sort of, it brought back memories for me. Hey, what's wrong with oh, him? Hey, is he guy. fucking sick in the back of my foot? No, he's 100%. He's hey, I'm fucking saying <laughs> this boy. See, he's a backhand character. Aren't he there? No, he's 100%. He's 100%. Yeah, right <laughs> 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 with him. <laughs> What's wrong with him, mate? Is he fucking sick in the back of my foot? No, he's 100%. He's hey, I'm fucking tennis boy. See, he's of a backhand character, aren't he? There, he'll be fucking fucked the pilot of the ship, am. Me? <laughs> <laughs> Me? <laughs> oh, my God. Where's he ended up? Hey, what's wrong with him, mate? Is he fucking sick in the back of my foot? No, he's 100%. He's hey, I'm fucking tennis boy. See, he's of a backhand character, aren't he? There, he'll be fucking fucked the pilot of the ship, am. Me? <laughs> It's a good one. I've been there. We've all been there. <laughs> Covered in uh, bull semen. <laughs> straw behind his ear. Yeah. Semen straw. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah, it's 100%. 100%. <laughs> Barely hanging on. <laughs> Me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, the clots have gone back. It's bonfire night. Barbecue yeah, what time season. is it really? Is it really midnight? No, no, it's quarter to a, quarter to eleven. So really, it's show. quarter to midnight, isn't it? No, it's quarter to eleven. <laughs> GMT. I don't think it counts after a day. I think you just have to get on with it. No, you know. Right. Okay. Um, do you know? Didn't Ben used to have some sort of uh, barbecue? Um, oh, what's the thing where you do something every year? Like, ad- not a legacy. Uh, annuity? Tradition. Okay. Didn't he have a barbecue tradition around Halloween? Was it his anniversary or his something? He used to have a, a, a barbecue at the end of October every year. Did he? Am I dreaming this? I think so. Well, it's funny he, had a, he had a barbecue once. He's, I remember going around to his terraced house in Blackburn. Right. And no. he had one then. Uh, something that's ringing a bell in my... Small brain. That is, this is a, a tradition he has, a, a, a late aut- a autumn barbecue sesh. Maybe it's just for you. No. Yeah. It's, uh, Maybe you've spilled the beans. Maybe you got the Frank above the beans. Frank and beans. Have you seen my baseball? Um, I wonder if it's as good as this barbecue. I know. Right? Right? It's upside down, man. How can I fuck a sausage upside down, you stupid little <laughs> He could be more civilized. Well, that's what he. That's what he's like. That's what happens to Ben when he cuts all his hair off and shaves his beard. Turns into a Geordie. Yeah. I know. Right? It's upside down, man. How can I fuck a sausage upside down? You stupid little. No need to be that aggressive, is there? No. And then like got, got the banging. What's that in the background? Techno. Pretty green eyes. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Have you seen the, the pretty green eyes video? The guy's upset. Yeah, oh, have you God. seen it? Yeah, is it old? I don't know. I just um, chicken fried rice. My uh, my um, 
My wife is hot on uh, internet memeology. On the reels? Yeah. Uh, where is it? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was... Oh, this is uh, this is terrible podcasting. You're, you're, this is just dead air. I know, I know. I'm searching. I'm searching for the the pretty green eyes video. That I think he was a Geordie as well on that video. Uh, I'm, I'm not having it. Oh, do you know where it is? Do you know where it is? All I have to do is go into Google Docs. Go Google Docs. It's acting slow. And I think if I go to my assets, it'll be down here. Uh, here we are. Chicken fried rice. Boom. One of the best songs in the world is Pretty Green Eyes, and it's that song for their uh, fucking fried chicken and fries or something. Wounded. Wow. Wounded that, yeah. I mean, some people just hold on too tight, don't they? They do, yeah. You never watch Top Gun. I mean, speaking of banging vocal performances, I think I found the video of the most soulful dog who's ever lived. Are you ready for this? I don't know. <laughs> this is a dog being videoed by his owner. Decent. I can hear the pain in his voice. The way it tails off at the end. It's like Adele. It is, isn't it? It's the dog world. <laughs> You're such a good singer. Well done, doggy. Got a great beard as well. Is it a bearded collie? This has a great beard. Because he's old. Ah. Well, yeah, it takes a while to get a voice like that. Does, doesn't he go practice? Perfect vibrato. Mm. Oh, I was really impressed with that dog and his singing. Yeah. My dog um, whines. <laughs> does that, does it? I was late getting up this morning. I get up and walk him on weekends and I was late getting up. I had a lie until uh, 20 past 8. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And I got up and I was having a brew and a fag at the back step. And I came back in the kitchen and he was sat in front of his bowl like a statue. Just give me side eye. Are you going to feed me? I'm ready. You're going to feed me? Ready. She's been feeding him um, lollipops. What are they called? Uh, drumsticks. You know, the sweetie drumsticks. We'll see. A dog? Yeah, she's been feeding him then. He just eats them with wrapper on. Why? Why has she been doing that? Dogs don't eat lollipops. My my dog does. He eats everything. Yeah, nobody does eat everything, but I can't imagine that a sugar gummy lollipop is good for a doggy. <coughs> I had to drop the kids off on Thursday morning. No, day after Halloween, Tuesday morning. She had to set off early for something at work. So I had to drop the uh, boys darts. off. Darts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, 
I was I was there and back in fifteen minutes, and the boys had left their winnings, their trick or treat winnings, on the end at the end of the couch. They had these little baskets, boys, boys, that they use when they trick or treat. Yeah, and he got the first basket up, emptied it, and just eaten all the lollies. Just the lollies? Did he leave? Did he leave the Harry Bows? He only had fifteen minutes. <laughs> Obviously, I interrupted him, and then he ran and hid under the dining room table as soon as I got home. Yeah, it's all shit. Yeah. Ah uh, well. Wonder what's in the lollies? Does it have gelatine in? Do you think? That's what it's after. I bet it's got all sorts of e numbers mm. that are Moorish. Yeah. Well, we can't sit around here all night. We have to wrap the shit show up, aren't we? You say so? Yeah. It's late. It's nearly 11 o'clock. I know. I'm tired. go. Right. Madden. We're going to come back next week. We didn't do end of show ISOs. Oh, fuck. Right. Okay, yeah. I forgot about end of show ISOs. Oh, what a nightmare. I've got, I've got seven as well. <laughs> you oh. wish you had set out. Okay, uh, first one, Freak Show. It's a fucking freak show. Perfect. <laughs> I've got better ones. Go on then. Um, roast potatoes. It's roast potatoes, I go fuck your mother. <laughs> it's roast potatoes, I go fuck your mother. It's a fucking freak show. Okay. Yeah. Okay, got them, them two in mind. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Um, oh, Derbyshire, fuck pigs. Colleagues were also fuck pigs. Mm. Bit shit, that. Uh, late submission from uh, Johnny. Super awesome day. Have a super freaking awesome day and stuff. Okay, bye. Mm. Bit long. Have a super freaking awesome day and stuff. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's winning? Freak show? It's a fucking freak show. <laughs> it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty apt. Yeah, I think that's... I good. think I've got it beat. Okay, what about this one? Intelligence gaps. The gaps in our intelligence are real. Yeah. That's pretty relevant, no? For an end of our podcast? Um, oh, yeah. The gaps in our intelligence are real. Okay. Uh, a lot to handle. Last one. It's a lot for a human brain to handle. To Elon. It's a lot for a human brain to handle. What about a dumb What about? What about this? End of show. It's a lot for a human brain to handle. The gaps in our intelligence are real. Not all the way around. Okay. Okay. There it is. Right then. Right then. Bye. Yeah, we'll be back next week now. This incredible team. They are so good. They are incredible too. Oh, we didn't see the eye movement. Oh, sorry. They are so good. They are incredible team. <laughs> there we go. I'll definitely be here. I'll be here next week. Mm-hmm. Will you be here next week, Matt? We'll be here. Okay. Nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go! I got nowhere else to go! An officer and a gentleman. Yeah. I prefer this kind of officer. A real general doesn't toss balls. He's born with them. That's it. I'm tired, boss. Well, hope you're entertained. Are you not entertained?
puss party. Based Sigma Chat. Literally a communist. What, what a baby. What a big baby. Just get on with the game. Baby. Baby. What in the world is this? Oh my god, he's wiped his ass. No. Alright, see you next week. We'll be there. We'll be there. Do you care though? We'll be there. PSG. We will be there. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. The gaps in our intelligence are real. It's a lot for a human brain to handle.